Fucking sick. Dude, fucking <laughs> kidding me? That was fucking great. That was so fun. I walked Holy shit. Holy oh, shit. We're recording. Oh, my God. Ron, how you been? <laughs> I've been good, man. Yeah, it's been a, it's been. I usually don't say that, but I've been good. Yeah, really. Yeah. I've What's been, going on? I don't know. The train ride was amazingly terrible. Why? Because I, I get on a train and it's you know, it's Long Island Railroad, so you think like, oh, I'm just gonna like listen to my iPod, and uh, of course there were only two seats available, and it was these fucking early fifties old bats. Talking their fashion well, shit way too they, loud. Oh, talking fashion. Yeah, they were like. Oh, the ladies. Uh, the ladies. I'll make it very Long Island. It was like two women in their fifties from Plainview trying Fucking to be thirty. Yentis? Were they Yentis? You could say that. I, I, I can so say, they tortured I, me the whole I way. Say, yeah, I just huh? wanted to hear Bruce Dickinson's I'm chemical wedding. I'm part you. I yeah, can you, say you get a pass. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm anti-Semitic. Uh, Apparently, no, you're not. Uh, no, Shut I'm up. Not. I'm not. Um, I'm anti. So yeah, we haven't seen each other in a while, and no, I, I've been—I recorded an album, and I've been on tour in, in Europe. Yeah, and I, how did Jesus that go? Christ, talk about that. I, I mean, it was uh, well. Where do I start? Recorded an album up in New Hampshire. Uh, wrote all the songs in three week, uh, three months, maybe four. Um, and uh, so yeah, Dillinger, obviously. Um, uh, yeah, how many shows did you do with them? We did eight. Uh, How'd it, go? it was killer. Uh, I mean, uh, London was nuts. It was 2,500 people. Was that was like, right before their bus accident, right? No. So it was a week. We left them, and a week later, uh, they got in the bus accident. Yeah. Uh, which was sort of surreal, because they lent... Like, in, in all defense of Dillinger's game plan, how punk rock is it that they lent the opening bands their gear? Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's that, rare in this day and it's age. It's super rare, and it was yeah. fucking awesome. Besides the drum kit, which you know, I I can't say anything for Billy, but you know, fair enough. But uh, we were able to rent. Um, uh, so our bass player played in uh, a band called The Wanted, which was a, a, a boy band in England, and uh, <clears throat> they toured over here a lot. And so he had full backline at, at this production company, which we got for free. <laughs> Oh, so, so we, you you pulled out all the stops. Oh yeah, to yeah, make it manageable yeah, financially. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then we rented it to the band that played after us. So it would uh, gangster move. Yeah, it was a gangster move, but uh, but, but life it, on but the road. But we charged them. We charged them very minimal, and it was it was it, w- it was the only way we could pay for anything. And uh, the shows it, went good though. Yeah, man. I mean, like, oh, how did God. their crowd respond to you? They always respond great, and it was uh, it's a good match. Yeah, I think so. You know, and and you know, I, I made a point to tell Dave, like, hey, man, like, tell people that. They put out, you know, Ben puts our records out, you know, like it, right. they need to know that like Ben puts our records out because it's, you know, that's pertinent information for a crowd like that. But we sold, we almost sold out of all of our merch and, oh, and that's um, killer. you know, it paid for, we, the only thing we didn't pay for was our plane tickets, which is okay. I'll, I'll eat that. That's all yeah. right. You know, for the experience <laughs> and the exposure, well worth it. Yeah. And we're going back. Uh, we leave on March 25th. Uh, you go back again already. Yeah. yeah. I didn't uh, even know that. Yeah, we're uh, for how long? Did, look at that, Ron. You didn't even know where I was going back to Europe. <laughs> I didn't uh, know. It's just interesting because, like, we 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 took a, hi- a hiatus on the uh, on the podcast because of the fact that I was gone, right? And recording album in whatever. So it was really interesting to uh, to come back and like uh, like I was thinking about like oh, our intros could be so fucking good because we've had so <laughs> many experiences you know and then you just asked me how tour was and I'm like I can't think of anything right now I was like oh it was okay sometimes it's so yeah. long that I don't know where to start and I then I have nothing yeah uh, well you know uh, no I mean I 
I, I got everything. So, it, it, <laughs> it, but we're going back. Uh, Brooklyn Brewery is playing is paying for us to go back uh, to really. Yeah, we're we're gonna do London. We're gonna do Oslo, uh, Lillestrøm, which is uh, right outside of Oslo. Um, we're doing Helsinki and Hamburg. Oh, it's fucking killer. Yeah, it's all flights. It's like crazy. It's this thing called Brooklyn Sound and and you know Brooklyn Brewery. Go for it. Well, they're just taking they bands they like and kind of. They've been doing it for years. Like cross promoting. <laughs> They've been doing yeah, it. Yeah, I've years, heard of it, but I'm not. I don't know anyone who actually did it. I don't think that's great. Though. That's perfect for you guys. Yeah. Well, we get to go back to London, which like shortly after playing this insane show. I mean, if you I, I, whoever's Facebook friends with me can see the pictures, but <laughs> I saw the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was fucking insane. Yeah. It, looked it great. really was. It was like one of the. One, I mean, I've played Brixton Academy, and I've, I've like I've done some pretty cool shit over there, and I have to say that that show was fucking phenomenal. And the venue used to be the headquarters of the Nazi um, party in in England. Really? Yes. So the, that's fascinating. There's pillars that have the eagles, and they, still like, but they, they took the swat stickers off. You can see it. Wow, that's yeah, intense. Do you have pictures uh, of that? No, I don't. Uh, I forget who told me about this. We were when we were over is there. Is that a history that they bury, or is it just so well known? Uh, I don't know. You know, it's like an O2 forum. You know, it's like yeah. a cell company. I don't think that they bury it because, like, who cares? Like, the building was used for something else. Yeah, but like, it's beautiful. It's they weren't just absolute... hangings there. They were doing no, that. <laughs> no. I, who knows what the fuck they were doing there? Oh, right? maybe they were. What, what's it? They, yeah, well, Long Island had a great fucking Nazi. Yeah, the contingent. So you know, for real. <clears throat> anyway, so what have you been up to? What's been going on? Uh, I've been doing my thing, uh, doing some band <laughs> projects. <laughs> I live. Ah, uh, oh, this cough. It's I do. A dis- I live a dysfunctional, uh, semi-white trash life, but it's been good. And uh, got some music projects brewing and happening. And it's something new. Uh, yeah, uh, something that's having its first practice in like a week called bombs in boardrooms. <laughs> Which, uh, what, what does that consist of? Jesus Christ! Uh, you know, it's hardline. It's uh, between me and Jeff and Aaron from Two Man Advantage, oh, awesome. doing something much more on the direct and pissed off side. I went to college with Jeff. Did you really? Yeah, I didn't fucking know that. Yeah, <laughs> I love Jeff, and we've. I mean, I only, I only went for a couple of years. Uh, I didn't really uh, do. Uh, my due diligence at the uh, old college situation. What college? Hofstra. Oh, man. <laughs> that, you're destined for failure if you're a musician who well, went to Hofstra. I, I know so many of like, my punk metal friends went there and yeah, I, I, they just I, I, went back well, to playing instruments. Well, yeah, this was like... Uh, Except for it, Jeff. Who hey, you want to go, go on tour? Yeah, sure, I want to go on tour. Bye. Yeah, later. Peace. Yeah, so that's <laughs> happening. Um, and then some old band I did years ago. We have a demo and a 7-inch coming out. It's uh, not, uh, What's that? It's me and Mike D and Anthony. We jammed and recorded an album. It never came out because I. Oh, is that the the thing that Nick talks about in this? Me and Mike D and Anthony. Yes, it's that actually. (laughs) He made a he made a jingle for us. Anthony's a great Uh, fucking drummer. He's an awesome drummer. Awesome. And he's he's a great everything. That kid rules. But yeah, like eight years ago, we had a band, and then um, we just put out a a record, a full length, like eight or nine songs, I guess. And then um, Sheer Terror reformed, and they both joined Sheer Terror. So it just got scrapped. Well, um, Mike, Mike, yeah, Mike's out of sheer turnout. Now he's yeah. out, and Gary from Death Cycle, Black Anvil, Killer Idols, blah, blah, is blah. De- is Gary back in? Gary's back in sheer terror. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, the revolving door continues. You've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Because I, I saw Paul. Uh, I love Paul's posts. They're, they're so entertaining. And it, he... he uh, he was like, oh, oh the first, first show with two guitar players ever for Sheer Terror. And I was like, <laughs> Sheer Terror doesn't need two fucking guitar players. They're heavy yeah. enough. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, and it's Gary, a, who plays three times louder than anyone should. And he's great. Like, yeah, he's yeah, awesome. Yeah. And he yeah. has a killer tone. Yeah, I mean, well, he's He Gary. makes you deaf in band rehearsal, he's but Gary aside Bennett. from that, he rules. Gary Bennett did, um, he, I mean, I, I've known him, I, I can't even tell you, as long as I've known you, but uh, yeah. he, he when, when Airtype did our, uh, we did the first record, he came in and uh, set up all our guitars at did the studio. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was really funny. And then, and then, uh, of course, the uh, uh, like, it, it, no, was it was it the, no, it wasn't the Airtype record. It was the it was the Sound Majority record. Sorry, when I produced Life DLP, Respected, Life yeah, Respected. Yeah. Oh my god! So he set those up, and and uh, which is coming on its twenty year anniversary. If you want to feel old, is it really? Should we should we do like an anniversary issue uh, independent release? You should do that. You should have them play here. They get rich no, out of they won't play Maine. Again. I know they won't. They won't play again. I know. But I'm glad I was, and that's okay. I, I'm, I'm I mean, they ended it. on a perfect note, but I'm, I'm I was excited that they did it here. It oh, was very, it was it was great. All three shows nice. were amazing, and it was for the right reason. It was awesome. <clears throat> Absolutely. I'm all I'm all I'm all. See, so yeah, Gary's I'm, in Twitter, and um, what the fuck? And that's why Travis is in Black Anvil. I thought I thought Paul was all pissed off at Gary. And he, he, he I don't know what their thing team. is, but Death Cycle doesn't exist anymore. And Death Cycle's broken up. I think so. That's about that's. I remember me, I, Gary. I, I, I remember a fucking night. Okay, so when you guys opened for Nails, yes, and the the, the dude from Nails, who's a controversial figure for Todd. no reason really. Um, he, yeah, he uh, he was like he was fucking up your ass. About, he really like, likes us. Yeah. He, he almost forced us to play, which yeah, is flattering he, as shit. He was like, dude, I fucking love Death Cycle. What the fuck? I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I was sitting downstairs and I was watching this happen and I was like, oh, this is cool. You know? And then he uh, he kicked us some of his money because yeah, was yeah, yeah. above uh, yeah. and beyond cool. Yeah, when I was paying him. Yeah, it was, it was fucking, it was crazy. Like, he's, yeah, a, I, he's a solid dude, man. He really is. I, I, I get along with him and I like him. And, uh. I didn't even know he liked our band, and then uh, a friend kind of was like, he's obsessed with you guys opening, and I was like, yeah, sure. So that was cool. We played like three shows in a year, and I think we're broken up again. That's between me and Gary. I love Gary. He's a... You guys are a bunch of dicks. (laughs) He's a dick. (laughs) (laughs) I love him, but... uh, I can't believe he's back in Chitara. Anyway. He's back in Chitara, and uh, not only that, but Killer Idols are uh, So we haven't... Like, when would the Sam I Am... So this is the intro for the Sam I Am... That was like fucking months ago. Was it November? When did they play here? Back in November, it was November. Or December? Yeah, it was November. It was November. Yes. It was November. And and since then, Megadeth has played here. And uh, there's a lot that's happened here, actually. Uh, not a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, there was good stuff. There was some fun. I don't know. It, 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 things were okay. I've been here enough since then. Nick, I anything, saw anything Buzz fun? Oven. I saw Mayhem. Oh, Buzz Oven. That was that was great. And Kyle, he's my boy. Kyle's so, so nice. He, I was downstairs and he was talking about you and he was just like, he's like, oh, Kirk? yeah, Kirk, right, yeah. yeah. He was just like, oh fuck, man, like I know, I know Ron and blah blah. blah. He's like, he's like, you guys can be able to do the podcast later. I was like, no, I got to go pick up my kid and whatever. But uh, I was like, but uh, you know, we can fucking, I don't know, Skype it or do something. I think, I think him and Blasco, we got to do fucking, we got to, we got to figure yeah. out the Skype thing. And Slagle, and Slagle, those uh, are like uh, Slagle. Yeah, I want to do that too. Yeah, we're fucking idiots. I mean, I mean we're definitely idiots. We're uh, the fucking but I met Kirk idiots. at their first show at ABC No Real. He 90. told me the story. He oh, told me the really? story, yeah. And and it was funny because I told him about how we had played uh, Matter of Matter and Silent Majority went to fucking the middle of Connecticut for the show Jamie Josta booked. That they were the headliners. 
And and we got there, and those guys were all junked out. Yeah, they like, were living fuck, hard back then. Oh fuck, it was crazy. And uh, and we like we showed up, and we were just like, oh yeah, you know, cool. I mean, I drove, so I wasn't drinking, and you know, which is unusual. But the uh, <laughs> it was just a fuck. It was a weird show, and Saw Majority was actually on the show. Modern Matter wasn't actually on the show. So Saw Majority played with Buzz Oven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a combo, man. Yeah, weird. Yeah, totally. That's a combo for sure. Well, and and, and matter of matter too, but like it was uh, a matter of matter. That makes a little, more, little sense. more sense. Yeah, yeah definitely. But it was uh, you know we, we were just kind of standing around going, uh, this doesn't make any sense. Like, and it was in the middle of like nowhere, literally Connecticut. Like we went, we I, I remember driving through a farm. Maybe I'm fucking crazy, but I am crazy. <laughs> but like I don't know. It was it was an interesting time. But anyway, so it was good. It was great to see him, and they were good. And, uh, yeah, it was fucking cool as shit. Like, I was psyched we got that show. I didn't even get to talk to him until after the show, but uh, we caught up a bit, and it was awesome. And uh, I'd love definitely talk to him down the road. So, yeah, we oh, we had Mayhem. That was cool. Yeah. I, I saw the show the night before, the tour, with uh, Black Anvil Inquisition. That was great. How By was the way, Black? is it Ash Wednesday? Because I saw three people who it looked is like Ash Rafe. Wednesday, yeah. I was on the train, and I saw, like, three people look like Rafe from Black Anvil. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? It is Ash Wednesday. Okay, that yeah. explains it. Yeah. So... That show was really good. And then the next night was Mayhem Here. And, you know, they didn't play as long as they should have. From what I hear. I was a little weirded out by it. I'm just Satan. I'm not Satan. You can tell. Sorry, it's your club. I mean, you know, there was a contractual agreement to play 90 minutes, and they played 45, and I don't really understand it, but that's okay. They basically played Uh, the set they did the whole tour as opposed to something more special. Well, I mean... Or or longer. So you were telling me that they only did 45... At Gramercy? The entire tour, I think they just play a straight 45, 50 minutes. They just set. played that album and that was it. Whatever, I believe Satanus, so. Paul uh, would know for sure because he did the tour, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, you want to call him? You want to text him? I could text him. You could t- Do text I get service on my, text, text my flip him. phone here? I don't know. <laughs> Ron, you fucking weirdo with your fucking flip phone. Hey, man. They don't know exactly where I am. I'm between three towers. They, <laughs> they know exactly where you're sitting. Jesus Christ. <laughs> a little paranoid. So, Stop being paranoid. So, Ron. yeah, that... That show of was really good. All the bands were real good. And yeah. uh, I love Inquisition. Yeah, I mean... I mean, they're one of those bands, again... Like, controversial. They're controversial in this day and age. And I have such mixed reactions on all of that. Some of it I feel is deserved, because I think a lot of bands get away with a lot of bullshit. But then I think the hypersensitivity and the lack of diligent research on bands and just boycotting bands... Too simply is just as maddening as some of the bad politics. Some of I just read. Have. I just read an article. Yeah, I think it was in the. And I won't name names because I'm friends with people on both sides. But it's yeah, really annoying and really, it's just a simplification of something that's deeper. I read an article. I think it was in the Washington Post. I can't remember, uh, which says a lot about what the article was about. But like, uh, they were talking about um, the idea of how. Oh no, no, it was. Uh, I think Doug Moore wrote it uh, from Puron. For Invisible Oranges. Okay. It was something, uh, the Washington Post, he, he only wishes. Uh, I was like, wow. What I, think he, I think he writes for something much bigger. He's a super smart guy. Um, but like the, the, uh, like basically what they were talking about was how, you know, like during Reagan era. Right. You have lefty. So the righty is, the right is sort of like what you're, is the norm and you know, so basically, when people talk about Nazism and uh, Nazism, or if, is that a word? I don't think it is. But like, uh, just the, the the idea of socialism, blah blah blah, fascist, whatever. Uh, th- that it's much more of a reality right now in America. 
than it was. It's not nearly as hidden as during, it was. during the Clinton era and whatnot. Definitely. Like, it is. Know, it's it's more out there. Or and, Obama. Uh, I think obviously. people are very hypersensitive to it right now because of the climate. But with that is coming a real lack of any kind of critical thinking or diplomacy, and you're just getting simplistic, knee-jerk reactions to people that some just aren't PC, and some are really deeply rooted, fucked up. And people don't have the patience or the diligence to figure out who's who, and they're just lumping everyone together, and they're just, you know, they're trying too hard to find things where... Half the time, it isn't even fucking there. Well, because you're 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 a guy who definitely uh, leans heavily left, and so far left that I hate the left because I think they're total sellouts. I mean, I'm a, but I'm then, then, a... then how do you how do you rectify that? How do you how do you deal with that? Because like it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, where does it go? Like you know, like, like I brought up uh, during the Mutoid Man um, uh, episode that we just did, where I brought up Scour. Right. And I brought up a Phil Insamo playing here. And and Phil, you know, like, I... I I'll give you my point. My but, point is but, you don't ban like anybody. Phil, you talk to everyone. And you let people talk. And you call them out. But you do it face-to-face. Or you do it... You know, whether it's the right... Or the, everyone has such an... It's so agenda-based right now that there's nothing that I think is, like, an honest, direct dialogue. And so you get right-wing people kind of being vague on purpose... And then you get left-wing people going out of their way to look for the slightest thing that's off. And with that, there's no progress and there's no dialogue and there's, there's not even a solution. Everyone just gets rigid and everyone shuts up. And, then, and I, don't, I don't learn anything about anyone except that I think you're overly judgmental. And what is in your closet doesn't even get called out properly. And so for me, I mean, I take a backseat to a lot of it, especially in music. I mean, we, everyone that... Like in our thing, we come from a hardcore punk background, even though we all love metal, obviously. And hardcore punk had a lot of social and political. Yeah, much more than metal. Yeah. Yes, much more. And now with the black metal thing, because black metal has a sketchier past than so the majority sketchy. of hardcore so sketchy, punk. Yeah. Yeah. That it's being called out. And let's face it, a lot of black metal people grew up in the hardcore punk scene these days. Not the earlier waves, but these days. Yeah. Especially American. Yeah, yeah, especially here. So you have people with leftover politics that they pull out of retirement for an hour to like criticize a band. And yet they wear like eight bands on their jacket that are sketchy as fuck. And they give those bands a pass. I don't know, maybe because they did blow at them one night or they just think they rule. And then they, then they criticize is, is another Is that Graveland band. patch? It's just not cool? <laughs> I, I mean... You know, I mean, I love Gigi Allen. I didn't go to for spiritual guidance. So, like, I mean, well, I, maybe, I, this actually, is quite possibly the best thing. Just keep going. <laughs> At one point in my life, I did. Just keep going. And it didn't work out so well. But um, <laughs> bottom line being, you know, everyone has their own ideals. And I think that uh, I think there's a, a real problem with people's frustration politically is reaching the music world and... Uh, I mean, I was going to CB shows in the 80s, and, you know, there was no room for Nazis back then. But they were real fucking Nazis. It wasn't people like like a regular guy who just happened to like a black metal band. I, I feel like there's a lot of misdirected anger going on right now, for lack of a better term. And, you know, you read these dumb smear yeah, but, pieces. But, but it's, because, it's because there's more... Uh, well, it's more out. It's more information out there. There's more so. information out, and the people are more out, and people are kind of drawing lines. And I think that's cool. I think it's... In some cases, I think it's about time. And in other cases, I think people that are, get, are getting swept up into it that don't deserve to be in it. Yeah, I, well, That's I, how I, I love the idea that you say, like, it's about time. Because it, that is absolutely true. Definitely. With so many 
Uh, it's about time for a lot of people. And then on the flip side, don't become the hyper PC police and just be. And you know, if a band has twelve records out and they said one word once you don't like, I mean, come on. I mean, we listen to a lot of music, and and you know, yeah. like, like the uh, and a lot uh, of it comes from nihilism and rage, and not a PC platform. You know, I mean, uh, no, that's I agree. Just, especially black metal for fuck's sake. No, well, you know, uh, you know, I mean, the punk bands. I, I mean, I listen to the Angry Samoans on the way here. I mean, you know, the song "Homosexual" and uh, you know, you can't write a song like that these days and, get, and play in the punk scene. You get yeah. blackballed. But fuck you, that's all. But, the, but the punk scene that we know, uh, that we knew. Right. Is completely different now. It's a, it's like it's like a weird post punk wannabe like yeah dark like, goth thing. Like, it's like a like, dark goth yeah. pseudo outsider thing. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting to me. Like when I see uh, the kids that show up to these, but in know, a good way. I think those kids in the Trump era. I think those kids are losing their like weirdo fantasy and they're getting a little more direct. Oh, I and, think it's great. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's kind of like and bring, the music's fantastic. I'm fucking psyched on it. Like. I, I mean, yeah, I thank think, God. I, think I don't want like to hear shitty. I don't want to hear shitty punk. It's fucking boring. I think it's a wake up call for people who put their ideals on the side for too long, and I think it's a wake up for people inside the metal scene who are really fucking sketchy, legitimately to be called out. But on the flip side, you know, just think before you act and you post these articles and you share well, these what articles. Did you, what did you? Th- All right, uh, let, let's let's talk about it. The there are two incidents that we can talk about the two antifa okay. incidents uh not proud boys which we <laughs> i don't have much to say about proud no boys. we had well we had an incident yeah we had a proud boys incident here you we had, had a moment there I we had a moment yeah um so uh, what what are your feelings on the marduk thing and what are your feelings on the graveland thing the graveland thing i know less about but everything i know about graveland uh, the, it's appears yeah. to be legit and pretty sketchy. well the singer the singer is a straight up racist yeah and i don't think that's even very hidden i mean no, is that even controversial no. I mean, I guess the only controversy is is for the individual if they want to support him. But, I mean, I don't think those are hidden ideals, are they? No. I didn't think so. No. Marduk, you know, they tread a much thinner line. But, um, but no, I'll, a, I'll a, use Bolt Thrower no as an example. It's no different as fucking sing, Slayer. Bolt Thrower sing every song, every song and album is about war and the concept. But they have a punk past, and it's clear that they come from a platform of writing about it in a more historical way. Yeah. Where a band like Marduk has the Slayer approach, where they write about it, and it's vague, and I don't know anything directly well, about and they Marduk. Use, they use the imagery. Which, they use the imagery like, a lot. But, like, the imagery is also used by Slayer. It's also used by, you know, like Motorhead. It's also used by, like— I was going to uh, say, if Lemmy was alive now, half the shit he wore then would be totally called out. But he's yeah. Lemmy, and he'd probably get a pass. I, it, Maybe in, not from like he's a twenty-year-old. English. He's not fucking, you know, like, yeah. like, and he's he was seventy when he died, and like he's fucking. He, he grew up with like gigantic holes in his fucking yes neighborhood, you know, like uh, Americans can't fucking relate to that. No, they weren't bombed by. It's Germans. completely culturally different. Of course it is. Just like to defend the man from Norway and Sweden. I mean, their culture is different than ours too. Yeah, but their culture is fucking. Li- listen, you've seen until the light takes us, right? Yes. Okay. So, like, or it, 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 there's, there, I've seen. There's a thin line. I've seen every them. fucking documentary, and like, <laughs> and I had Necrobutcher doing a documentary here uh, for Mayhem. He did it. Yeah. He, what was that about exactly? Uh, was that about the book? It's called the History of Rock, and like they do. Um, it's an English company that was doing it, and they like they do a, a theme okay. every for every episode. So it's like uh, love, death, blah, blah. So the death episode was the one that they were doing for. 
And this. was that going into like Euronymous and the history of mayhem? Yeah, the whole okay. thing. Yeah, like the, the which I assume co- coincides with his book. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I haven't either. I didn't even know he wrote it. He just I, wrote a I, book, I, and Thurston Moore. Yeah, no, he told me about it. We we we, we walked the length of, like, and I, we were walking the length of the bar, and we got. I was like, "That's the black metal part over here," you know. <laughs> and he saw the Lords of Chaos promotional poster, and he got so angry. Oh, I'm sure he looks like at that just as like, he was a fluff like, piece. Fuck these people. He's like, he's the one who stopped the uh, Lords of Chaos movie being made. Did that officially get stopped? Yeah. Wow. He was like Ridley Scott. Fuck him. All these people. Like fuck these people. No fucking way. Because they they wanted to make the movie, and then they they but then they wanted the um, rights to the music. Right. And he was just like, I won't even take a million dollars. Wow. Like, I don't give a shit. He's like, like, there's no way that they're gonna. Explain. I mean, I respect that he I can, held his I ground. I completely respect it. You know, like I, I was, it, it, but when I showed him that corner and he was like looking at everything, he was like, "What are you fucking reading a text? Uh, Stop yeah. reading a fucking text. It better be good." It's about Manowar. Okay, then say it. On, uh, my on. friend wrote, "Dude, I just got into Glory Ride. They actually marked the, the, the you know the dead wax. They wrote death to false metal. That is awesome. I feel like a little kid." Magic. Yeah. It's a great ride. The magic. Maybe my favorite Motorhead record aside from Battle Hymns. Matt, 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 Don't get me started. Warlord. Warlord. A Way of Life. Yeah. She's only 16. <laughs> you are such a dick. Yeah. So anyway, back to, uh, let's talk about Necro, but you're well, ne- So Necro. No, but so, I respect. Go Necro. Ne- so I so on, on a side point, Necro saw my, uh, my Merciful Fate. Nuns have no fun. Oh, the signed one, yes. Yeah, and and he was like, oh yeah, oh that that record's worth a lot of money. He's like, and he started talking about the various records that he had put out, Mayhem, that were like, you know, the first pressings and whatnot. Yeah, I have the Death Crush, the original right. one. So he brought up Death Crush, and he was like, somebody offered me five grand, and I wouldn't take it, and like, wow, yeah, for his and, personal copy. Yeah, and I was like, he has number one. Oh, Trike is the numbered. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what my number is, but yeah, he, he has, has number one. Yeah, I would actually think he could get more than five thousand. And and he it, like he said that to me, and I was just like, "Oh, my friend Ron." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you segued into me. Yeah, I was like, "My friend Ron has has one uh, that you know he I don't know what number it is, but I was like, uh, I, you know, I was like, it's his most you know expensive record that he owns, and he owns a lot. Like, <laughs> I, it was really funny. <laughs> it it's was, funny because I was actually. I don't really do the autograph thing, but I was like, man, maybe I should get that dude to sign my death crush. You know, I, I actually wanted to ask. Yeah, and, and I thought but that actually might lower the value of it. I know. So I, I, I thought about that. And I, I, not that I even care about the money, but that's like, I actually wrote to them for their demo. And uh, Did they, you really? Did yeah, you, I did. Did you get it? No. no, they didn't reply to me. But my You didn't girlfriend, send them money, did you? No, luckily. But my girlfriend at the time also wrote to them. And, you know, she's a girl, so she got, like, a two-page letter back and a bunch of original flyers. Oh, you told me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, she, she, still has she still has them, right? She does. And they gave her doubles of the flyers, so she gave me two of the flyers. She was here at the show. She went to both of them. She's a diehard Mayhem fan. That's fucking crazy, man. Yeah, I, I mean... So it's I a, two-hand, a two-page handwritten letter from Euronymous that she got. Yeah, you told me about this, and that's fucking nuts. Yeah, I mean, you know, back then, the demo days, that's... Yeah, handwritten letters, but she still has it, which is awesome. I, I yeah, I couldn't stay for the fucking show. I was just like, they were really good, and I have to say that in the past, I saw them do this same set at Maryland Death Fest. Before doing this album, I saw them three times. I thought they sucked every time, even though I'm a fan. But they were great. Both these nights, I thought they were great. Did you, uh, Rich Hall? 
told a great story about them playing I was CDs at that show. in the late 90s. I left, like everybody this else. Like 35 it took people them, there. It took them almost two hours to set up, and it was already two in the morning. And I was working at the post office at seven in the morning. I'm like, I'm fucking out of here. So I left. Wow. Really? Yeah. Two hours. It legitimately, because they had to trigger their drums, and it was at the end of like a 10-band fest, like a Ralphie kind of show. Uh, I mean, it wasn't Ralphie, but it was one of those things. Like, <laughs> you know, Jesus, it was huge Jesus Christ. So they, like, we just referenced Ralphie. Yeah. What's up, man? Anybody we should get him on here. Me, yeah. I mean, I love that. I, I'll hit him oh, up. Oh, that'd be so great. That's Ralphie from Disassociate and Squatterot, for anyone who... <laughs> Lives in New York. I knew him from yeah, I knew him from both those things. But like, and I, Jesus Crust, if you go way Jesus back, Jesus Crust, <laughs> fuck yeah. one of the best band names ever. Definitely great band, hands team. down. Let's so talk, um, let's talk about Artie Philly and and his uh, being pissed off about uh, the lack of representation of ABC No Rio. I, I unfortunately I left and didn't get to read all his comments off the plot your phone. But uh, uh, I, the I, King I, Troll actually got serious for a minute. Uh, the, uh, my friend, Drew Stone, is doing a documentary on New York hardcore scene. Who we're going to have on the podcast. And we're going to have on the podcast very soon. He's a great guy, and he's a really good filmmaker. And he sang an antidote and High in the Mighty, and uh, works on several movies. Michael Alago uh, movie coming out. Uh, this is this is. But this apparently, is, he was very offended that he doesn't think ABC No Rio is being properly well, represented. Yeah, and, and I, I don't I, know if that's true because I haven't seen the movie. I is. just saw the trailer. It is. I'm sure it's true. And and like I assume it. That was why is. I made that comment about like it not being as sexy because it's not as sexy. It's like no you know, five dollar like, shows with bands that never made it big isn't glamorous. But it, you know, in the climate of what was happening at New York at that time, it was needed. Artie's right. About the fact that, like, you know, like, all these New York hardcore documentaries that get made, they never talk about that, you know, they, there's no mention of Born Against, there's no mention of Rorschach, there's no mention of... Citizens Arrest. Go. Go. You know, like, all these bands that, like, deserve to have a place. Yeah. And this is the stuff that we loved. You know, Artie and I lived together for a, a long time. Uh, and, and, and and those bands were playing and, and, on bills with, like, Burn and Sheer Terror. Yeah, it's and like, Burn, well, Burn... Quicksand played their first show at ABC. Yeah, uh, you know, Burn was a band. They were, they were still Burn was right? a band that was associated heavily with that whole scene, and and you know, like uh, because of you know, uh, Chaka Chaka was fucking you know super left wing PC. I think you know, Gavin might have even been involved in the early booking, uh, I mean, along with Mike and Freddie. Are you, are you Facebook friends again? Yes, it's fucking awesome. I love all the positive. <laughs> The positive shit. I wake up in the morning and I just like read his. I read his posts and I'm just like, oh, thanks, Gav. I like his posts. Yeah, they're great. I, I, I'm not going to go to his gym and work out and stuff because I I do my own sort of thing in that way. But like, yeah, he's he's. Uh, I just feel like like burn like all these bands are like they're associated with something specific. Twenty five years later, but what they were at that time was very ABC No Rio. Um, I think the, so too. Like like. Uh, post hardcore, uh, but post hardcore in the early days was born against and you know the shit like I, I don't know. It was an evolution from typical. And the bottom line is that the whole ABC thing sprung out of people who loved New York hardcore, but it got way too violent. Yeah, and yeah, and like too like macho, for, less for, to, political, to, 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 to and do, these kids were more political and less violent. But so they do, went that but way. But to do a, a fucking documentary about New York hardcore and to leave that end of it out is Artie's right. He's right. If it's not in there, he's definitely right. I know. We'll, we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk yeah. to Drew about it. We'll yeah, talk I don't to Drew know about if it. he... 
I mean, I know. I guarantee he did. Like, he, he didn't get Sam McPhee to fucking sit down. We, uh, the only person I'd assume he'd maybe even consider talking to would have been Javier. And, and maybe if someone like Gavin mentioned it. I don't know who he in, even interviewed. I know he interviewed Craig a lot. But, um, you know, sick of it all, and uh, ABC did not get along. No, I mean, at all. <laughs> the debate must come up. I'd hope so. I mean, it's so fucking stupid. Uh, but, it, uh, but it, I mean, it was very important in what it represented. It represented yeah. two clubs and two different ideologies and two who different did we, Who did we talk to about that? Oh, uh, Javier. Javier, bro. Yeah, we talked to Javier. Javier yeah, like, which, which, I, against... which I will post at some point, though it sounds like shit. But, like, uh, yeah, I mean, like, he was embarrassed by it because he was friends with all those people. Because he was a legit... I go to CB's every Sunday kind of a guy and didn't, you know, I, I went to both, you know, and I wasn't in a band at the time, at least not a band anyone knew. So, so yeah. Um, so yeah, dude, like I, it's crazy to me that, uh, I, I, I went to England. I haven't been on tour. What like, was that time you were there? Uh, I was there for a wedding in 2013, but before that it was a gay for Johnny Depp tour. 2011, uh, where we broke up, and uh, so almost six years ago. Yeah, six years ago, and uh, it was it's 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 Are a we cra- yeah, okay. it's a crazy. Uh, I'm eating chips if I crunch. No, it's fine. Um, it's a uh, it was a crazy feeling because I I've like I've uh, we had a we had a group of people uh, back in the day with instruction that we called the Whack Pack, like named after the Howard Stern. Nicole Bass, like, rest in peace. Like, and these, the, uh, was she in that? Uh, yeah, she was. She was, right? Yeah. I thought so. Um, yeah, the muscle girl, right? Yeah, yeah. the jack check. She was in ECW. <laughs> That's how I know her. Of course she was. Um, but like, uh, like a lot of these people still kind of come out to see my band, which makes me feel really good. You know, it's, 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 a, it's an odd feeling to have people this many years later be like, oh, cool, man, I'm going to come out and hang out. And maybe they want. And completely different musically. Yeah, I mean, and maybe they, they I, I feel like a lot of it is like sort of, hey, I, I just want to hang out. You know, it's not necessarily about like what you're playing. It's funny though, because like I, I saw, um, have you seen that Together Fest that Wally? Yes. Mr. Walt, mm-hmm. Mr. Trifles put together that uh, just played, because Judge played here, which. I was we, there. It was great. It was great. Fantastic. By the um, way, they were much better here than at Warsaw. When they opened the Cox Bar. Oh, cool. Awesome. Uh, I mean, it sounded uh, better. They seemed more into it. And it was more the crowd, obviously. It was their crowd, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a really good show. It was the, the, and, and we actually sold as much alcohol that night as we did um, the night that they played originally <laughs> for an entire night. So it was a totally different crowd. So you but mean like, in 90 minutes you equaled the alcohol consumption yes, sales? Of one. Of what, of, six of an, hours? Five of, hours? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Where so, have all the straight edge kids gone? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, uh, um, that Together Fest is really interesting. <laughs> it's like, I, you know, I've talked to Walter about it, and I'll just be like, I'll be like, Walt, like, when are you going to fucking, like, give it today? Give me a fucking break. Like, you guys are in your late 40s. Like, what are you doing? And he's just like, we're going to do it until until we're fucking, our legs can't work anymore, our bodies don't <laughs> work anymore. It's like, it's awesome. And like, I, wa- I watched some of the video, and I was like, they're having fun. They're having fun. Yeah. You know, uh, and I Ray know. can still. Oh well, he's dude. I mean, I mean, <laughs> he's he, a cult, he's a cult leader. That guy. So, yeah, uh, you know, he's beyond charismatic, and he still has the energy <laughs> to bring it across the way it has to be. You have to say it has to have that. 
Or else it, it's not. Yeah, and Porcel too. I mean, Porcel, yeah, oh yeah, Porcel. Yeah, like, I, I mean, here with Judge, he was like. I can't even tell you how much I love that guy, but like, I, I they, you know, they're just. They, and that motherfucker doesn't age. No, he's fifty. <laughs> I know it's ridiculous. He's fifty. Like he's fucking incredible, but like yeah, he's they're all really, really, really cool people, and like uh, you he know, he looks the same as he does on the back of bringing it down. I don't even know why I brought it up, but like I just I was looking at pictures of it, and I think I just brought it up to make fun of Wally, but like yeah, it, it, <laughs> but it didn't work. No, nah, it didn't work, and it just fucked it up. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, back to me. <laughs> oh, you self-absorbed and prick. England, and yeah, no, it was uh, it was a it was a cool trip. That's um, awesome, man. And we're going back for the, the Brooklyn Brewery, so that'd be that'd be fun. And uh, I'm going to Norway and Finland, which I've never been to before. Oh, awesome! I've never been to either. Myself. Yeah, I've been to Sweden. I've never been to Norway and Finland. I've been to Iceland. Uh, been to Sweden, not Iceland. Uh, you've been to Finland? No, no Sweden. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, you you've been to Sweden. Mm-hmm. But for, I've never been to Iceland. Why, why'd you go to Sweden? I was on tour with uh, Killer Rose. Had to kill your rivals. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? How many shows did you guys do there? That was a weird tour. It was like they were all weird tours. They were weird because it was like one show in each country. The driving was psychotic. Like two days in France. I mean, it was just ten hours of driving a day. Didn't experience any culture except like, you know, where I'd buy like food. But it was. I mean, still great. Yeah. I mean, I I make a point at this point in my life to try and experience some culture. <laughs> Because we, we, we love everybody here at St. Vitus. We're the sweetest, nicest people. I'm just a big, dirty hippie. Except for Mike Portnoy, who's a fucking he dick. Sucks. I want to make anti... Like, let, we should make our podcast t-shirts that just say, fuck Mike Portnoy on the back of them. I wish you had the St. Vitus logo guy, like Eddie. You can just have like the number of the beast, like the St. Vitus guy holding up Mike Portnoy's head. Why don't yeah. you just get Eddie to do that? Yeah. Eddie holding Mike Portnoy's head. Yeah. Into it. What the fuck, Ron? You're a I'm genius. A, I am a marketing you're a genius. Fucking genius. You'll get sued by Dream by the Dream Theater drummer, X and Iron Maiden. No, we really don't, no it'll be a, a sim- parody. It'll, it'll but it's a parody. simulated, like we talked about, like the 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 uh, robot sex dolls, the children robots robot sex dolls. Which is that illegal? Is it illegal to simulate pedophilia? Is it illegal to simulate Mike Portnoy's head? I don't know. I don't think so. I have a great story, though. My friend in high school, one of my best friends. <laughs> I don't, where the fuck are you going with this? Wait, well, what, are you serious? You just went from that to, it, like, it I have related, a great story. Okay, okay. You know the number of the beast, 12-inch, where, yes. you know, Eddie's holding uh, the head of the devil? Yes. Uh, one of my best friends in high school made me watch the door of the bathroom for 20 minutes, and he was a really good artist. And, like, six feet big, he painted that. Literally, like, four to six feet big on the bathroom wall, holding the principal of our high school's head. Wow. And everyone with an Iron Maiden what shirt. What was the name of your high school? Bethpage High School. Bethpage. And uh, all of us who were Iron Maiden fans got dragged into the office for the next two days. Bethpage, where they have the old Bethpage village. Well, we have a lot there. We have a lot of cancer, thanks to Grumman. I used to run at the, uh, I used to run cross-country at the, uh, at the state park, Bethpage State Park. That's crushing from my house. Yeah. The things I learned. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 they had big hills. Yeah, they did. We should have stopped by between runs. We could have listened to, like, Don't Break the Oath. We could, uh, well, I, I was listening to that as I was running. Uh, no, I wasn't because they, <laughs> those they, things didn't run. exist in 1986. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was that far back. Oh, yeah. But uh, uh, um, I used to, my, my buddy, uh, my buddy Fish, who's now, he died of cancer in uh, his late 20s, uh, but he was a caddy at the, um, 
at the fucking yeah, my friend Rick works there at the golf course, and then my we, childhood best friend worked there. We used to go in the winter and like sled and like fucking just, just generally That's fucking right across from where I live. Just get drunk, be stupid. Who you, who's calling you? My oldest dearest friend Michelle, who I can't talk to. To, to put her on the phone. That could be interesting. Yeah, put her on the phone. Come on, put her on the phone. Let's talk. Oh, I got to pick up. Let's talk. Call her back. Michelle, I'm live on a podcast, and you're on it now, too. So say hi or hang up. Um, I'm going to say hi. Hello, podcast people. Hey. What's up, Michelle? What are you guys talking about? Um, We're talking about jogging in Bethpage State Park and listening to... Well, we're talking about all sorts of weird shit. Yeah, we're talking about weird shit. You want to talk about some weird shit? Sure. (laughs) What weird shit you want to talk about? Yeah, we can talk about how we met and how you lit my lit me on fire. You you lit Ron on fire. That is how I met you. That is actually a true story. I was hanging out with Stefan from Winter at Sundance, <clears throat> and this was his adorable girlfriend at the time. And I what, uh, what show? What show were you at? I don't remember what show, but it was Fuck. in the parking lot. Because that's the only way I could identify whether I was there or not. So. <laughs> yeah, you probably were. So this adorable little girl is staying next to me, and I'm not giving her enough attention because I literally don't fucking know her, and she's like, "Talk to me." talk to me and i keep ignoring her because i don't know her and then she says all cute uh if you don't talk to me i'm gonna light you on fire so i smell something burning and she took my coc animosity tour shirt and she lit it on fire and so, I had a, so you had what why did you have a coc animosity tour shirt were you was coc that, playing no i was just wearing it and oh, i was wearing it i wasn't giving her the proper attention so oh. she warned me friendly oh. and I, I basically fell in love with her at that moment because this girl wanted she lit me on fire to get my attention so at what point did she break up with with stefan they broke up a million years ago and me and her have been best friends pretty much for over 20 years it's really cute pretty much yeah pretty much and as you can tell my communication techniques were pretty stellar because in order to meet ron i had to basically light him on fire i mean you knew the way to my heart you know, if you would ask me what my hobbies were, I would have kept ignoring you. But you lit me on fire. <laughs> I called you a crazy bitch, and I fell in love. <laughs> well, fantastic. What, what do you do? What do you do now, Michelle? Well, believe it or not, I am a licensed therapist, which is kind of hysterical, coming from the story we just told. No, you could have you could have used yourself back then. No, it, it, yeah, most crazy actually, people become therapists. It's fine. <laughs> Okay, so let me ask you, you uh so you 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 work with abused children? Is that what you said? Was that it's easier to hear Rod for some reason than you, so you might you might have to realize. Uh he was asking if you worked with abused children. I, I, I thought so, I thought that's what I heard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, oh, oh okay, for okay. Time. So uh, have you ever heard the podcast Sword and Scale? Have you ever heard the podcast Sword and Scale? Okay. Yeah. Well, no, maybe not. But like, I, I, I would imagine working with abused children. So I have a daughter, a young daughter, and and and, and it, it really bothers me that uh, you know that, that weird shit exists. So have you heard any crazy stories? Because it, this podcast, like, they talk about like 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 literally throwing children on a ceiling, breaking their skulls. Oh my God. Fucking eight month olds, all this fucking crazy shit that like, is just the worst thing ever. And I never want my daughter to ever leave our house. Yeah. 
<clears throat> except for daycare, which I have to go pick her up from soon. But um, so what's the worst story you've ever heard? I would tell you, but I legally can't. Um, you legally can't. Why can't you? Legally, why can't you? In a therapy session, is completely confidential. Oh yeah, Law and Order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the you're the person who goes. Uh, you know, I can't talk to you about this. And they go, "Well, we're going to get a subpoena." <laughs> right. Yeah, literally, uh, literally, I'm the person that you can tell anything to unless you intend to hurt somebody else. That's pretty much the only time, to- or yourself. And that's pretty much the only time legally a therapist can break confidentiality. Interesting. Okay. I went to a therapist once. Yeah. I went to a therapist for a while. She was really expensive, so I couldn't afford it. But, uh, it, it and, uh, well, no, she told me, but she told, she told me that, that, that basically my life of, uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll completely destroyed my psyche and, and opposed my, uh, repressive Catholic upbringing. But that's, you know, and that therefore, I wasn't able to uh, to deal with things as an adult in the real world. Regularly in the real world, but yeah, I mean, it, it totally makes sense, and it's cool, and I'm into it, and I have a daughter now, so like you know, I'm a, like a real adult. So, but anyway, thanks, thanks for you know, what what's your fucking analysis of Ron? What a fucking weirdo! <laughs> oh God, uh, I I just can't go there. <laughs> I just cannot go there. <laughs> uh, 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 is he a hoarder? Is he a hoarder? Is he straight up? Should we should we have an intervention? Just buy me a record shelf. That's all I need. <laughs> a record shelf. That's the all floor, I need. The floor in his fucking house is about to collapse. But it's all I need is a record shelf. shelf. Well, let me let me ask you. What is it that you think Ron would need an intervention for? Hoarding. Recording. Hoarding vinyl. Hoarding. Hoarding vinyl. Hoarding. Okay. Well, take all your right, pick. So- Hoarding is a close second. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm kidding. What's that fucking hell? This guy's killing me. <laughs> I, I mean, your point's well taken because there is an interesting kind of overlap between collecting and hoarding, but... Um, well, yeah, what's what's the line? Where does the line get drawn for collecting and hoarding? Like, like, Because my wife calls me a hoarder and because of all the things that I have. And, uh, you know, I, I would imagine that Ron's house is way more interesting than mine is. In that respect, just Satan. I'm not Satan. I'm just Satan. That's all I'm saying. Uh, have you been here long, Tom? Not in. Have you ever been to my house? I haven't, but I've heard about it. Okay. She has. What have you heard? Uh, I, I've heard that he has ten thousand records, and the floor's about to break because there's too <laughs> much fucking shit there. Okay, that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but I only hoard vinyl, just to specify. I don't hoard anything else because I don't care about anything else. Like, clinically, the question would really be, the like, difference between collecting and hoarding would be when something is adversely affecting your life or preventing you from doing something. So if you're in a home that's, like, seriously a fire hazard or you can't walk into it. Oh, my God. You're boring, you're boring the shit out of me right now. Fucking hell. Uh, like, stop being so fucking clinical. Just fucking say it. Ron's a fucking lunatic. <laughs> Just say it. Just fucking say it. Say it. She say knows it. I'm a lunatic. That's old news. <laughs> say it. Say it. Come on, Michelle. I, never, I Honestly, I would never say that to anybody about anybody. And I've worked in inpatient psych 
just because I feel like, I mean, like, who doesn't have problems? We're all on a spectrum somewhere. I mean, like, show me a person. All right, Michelle, what's your problem? What's your problem? What's your problem? I want to know. I want to know what your problem is. Oh, I'm not going to out myself on a radio or a podcast. No way. Come on! <laughs> no. Come on! No, I have boundaries, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed because I would love to know because like if you've been friends with Ron this long, then you got some fucking serious issues. She taps into my much softer, more gentle. She definitely taps into my sweet side. To, to sweet side, you tap in. That's true. That's that's actually hundred percent true. I don't know, do, Ron. Do you feel like other people get to see that from you? I mean, I I can think of a few people that definitely do, but you're like, one of very few people. I, I I've seen it and it's great. I, I, I would have never had this shitty podcast with this asshole if I uh, <laughs> if I didn't feel that way. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to say goodbye because we have to introduce Sam. I am, and I have to go pick up my daughter. So I, I, um, I'm going to go do that. And uh, thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you for your insight. And, and anytime, anytime you want to come on the on the podcast and give us some therapy publicly because we need it, we're into it. <laughs> I'm happy to join you anytime you want. Just give me a. I love you, girl. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, love you too. Bye. Bye. All right. So, 50 minutes later, uh, we did it. We did an interview with with Sam I Am and, uh, and my they, friend, the therapist. And yeah, well, and, and uh, Sam I Am is uh, the most uh, fucking pirate bullshit, no bullshit, fucking fuck you band that exists that plays very emotional music and is awesome. And uh, yeah, Sam I Am are not. I never knew those guys at all. And they were not the personalities I thought they'd be. I was pleasantly surprised and sometimes shocked. Yeah. Uh, well, every, I mean, Jesus Christ. The amount of times I've toured with them, I, they never cease to shock me. But uh, shock me! There you go. Ace Freely? Don't forget is that, your roots. Ace, is that Ace Freely? Of course it was. I fucking hate Ace Freely. I hate fucking Kiss. I hate Kiss. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, whatever. Uh, fucking uh, Gene's <laughs> a fucking shithead. Whatever. No, I fucking hate Kiss. I hate Kiss. You know I hate Kiss. I've heard you say it, but I didn't I think it was that deep. Oh, I fucking I thought that was you just being like... No, they're garbage. It's crap. It's crap music. The whole thing's bullshit. Not interested. Not interested. I love them up to Creatures of the Night. Jesus. Creatures That's a heavy record. It's the heaviest. That's a heavy record. Why wouldn't you like that one? No, no I love it. You like that's that record, then after that... Yes. So is Lick It Up after that? Yep. <sighs> Lick It Up, then Animalize, oh. and then they got really corny. Yeah. This shit's so corny. So yeah. bad. They took their so. makeup off after Creatures Night, and they decided to show us how ugly they were. Oof. Which I thought was a good career move at the time. Well, is Vinnie Vincent on Creatures Night? Mm, holy shit, I can't remember. I don't think... Uh, he's in the Eric Carr is. Right? No, no. Yeah, Eric Carr's a drummer. But, like, uh, no, Vinnie Vincent is... He's no, in, he's on Look It Up. Yeah, he is. He's right? on Look It Up. Because I remember the video, and I'm pretty sure he's in it. Yeah, they're walking down the street, and it looks stupid. Vinnie Vincent Invasion. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's get into that. They have that great lyric, I want to stick my log in your fireplace. That's always one of my favorite lyrics. <laughs> I forget what song that is. I, I, I almost just fell over. <laughs> Wait, what? It's, 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 on, it's, it's either on Look It Up or Animal Lives. Wait, who's the singer Who's the singer of Vinny He was somebody sort of famous, wasn't he? Um, it's not a great lyric. Don't you wish you wrote it? <laughs> Don't you, Ron? I really do. All right, let, 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 let. So is is it Vinnie Vincent or is it Vinnie 
Vincent, I'm so going to be late picking up my daughter, and it's just like... But you have a good excuse. You were talking about Vinny Vincent. <sighs> Vinny John Cassano, the Ankh warrior. He's 64. He's 64. Holy yeah, fuck. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Let's get into it. Uh, make a record. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, he put like two or three solo albums Vinny out. Vinny Vincent Invasion... Uh, went to the Philippines, Mozambique, India. You're what the fuck? What's what the fuck is this about? All right. So, so, was the record was called All Systems Go, or no? Vinny Vincent Invasions, the main one. Here we go. There were two though. Yeah. So Don't all remember. systems All Systems Go is the second one. So okay. this is the first one. Uh, uh, wait, reception track listing. Okay. Boys are gonna rock. Shoot you full of. <laughs> you and, and and you you the, just letter. The, the letter which is like a very uh, you know that's right text he's ahead yeah, of his time he's way, ahead, way ahead of his time this is if I was texting a girl I'm like yo I'm gonna shoot you full of love <laughs> letter you fantastic uh, no substitute animal twisted do you want to make love I mean no question mark so is that a rape thing uh, <laughs> back on the streets I want to be your victim that's hot. I, I don't even know where to go from that. If the right girl said that to me, I'd be really excited. There's a bunch of Jewish guys who wrote songs for him. Robert Fleischman, Richard Friedman. Um, bunch of Jewish I'm guys. not kidding. Look, look, look. It's a bunch of Jewish guys. <laughs> I wish they were Hasids. They'd be like, ah, yeah, you're fucking nerd. They really do run the entertainment industry. They do. They, wrote they run Hollywood. The, they, they run Hollywood. Who all knew? the Vinnie Vincent stuff. Jesus Christ. Oh, wait, what the fuck's going on? What, what was Jesus' Jewish name? Uh, David or something? I don't know. It's my dad's name. Um, <laughs> How do we get from Sam I am to Vinnie Vincent? From a therapist. Uh, I, I'm at a loss, but I think we should probably cut it at this point because i got to go home and grab my daughter. Yeah, go listen to Sam I am. Uh, I, yeah, go listen to Sam I Am. This is a great podcast. Yeah, they were uh, awesome. We had a super fun time, uh, and uh, we're gonna have, we're, we're back on the on the wagon. So we're not on the wagon. We're back on the horse, and we're gonna. This fucking, song is called. Yeah, we have uh, a lot more coming up. We got a lot more coming up. And it's called it's my super friend fun. Peace. It's a requiem for his old haircut.
Cool. It's so funny. I've been, I've, we're already podcasting, and I feel like I haven't even like sat down and talked to you guys because I, I miss you. I miss you guys. Uh, I've had a lot of really good. Uh, Sam, I am. So, hey, I'm Artie. I'm Ron. I'm Jason. <laughs> and that's Sean. I'm drinking a Tecate <laughs> at three o'clock in the afternoon, recovering from his Jersey show. Um, from the from the curse of Andy Diamond. Jesus Christ. Um, oh, man. So yeah, uh, I I prints. I toured with Sam I Am a, a bunch of times, and um, but the first time I toured with Sam I Am um, was in this European tour in 1998 with uh, the Do Nots, uh, German band. So and I was in Aerotype 11 at the time, and we all shared a va- uh, a bus, and within 24 hours of that arriving in Germany, I had more experiences that were insane. <laughs> and would pretty much set the bar for what touring set the tone for the whole touring tour. should be like. <laughs> Still has cum in his ears. <laughs> <laughs> it's it set the bar, and and after that, I did like arena touring and some big shit, and like uh, and nothing came close to the Sam I am experience. It's a it's a fucking juggernaut. <laughs> we got to keep the bar pretty low. Get get closer on that mic, there, buddy. Come on down. Here you go. You can lean it down. Yeah, no lean. There you go. You're a fucking singer. Oh, wait. I'm not good with phalluses. <laughs> yeah, I'm the worst, yeah. <laughs> Every sound guy's nightmare. That's true. Jason loses his voice after the first show. <laughs> that's true, too. So, yeah, that's, uh, that was my intro to these guys. I think, Jason, you drank something like 36 beers in the first day. Wow. Remember, we met up in Frankfurt. Just we bought two break, cases man. of beer. We got on the bus, started to go, played a show. And <laughs> got off stage the next morning. You were like, ah, ah, and that was what I heard for the rest of the tour. Jason just going, ah. I, yeah. He, well, his voice used to be a little more. Well, you sound good. Temperamental. Today. I'm next. Actually, I woke up this morning. I, I couldn't talk. You um, sound great right yeah, now. Yeah, you sound fine though. I'm. You know, I, I, it's gotten a lot better since you quit smoking. Mm. Good for you. I switched to shooting it. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to fit those cigarettes in his urethra. <laughs> but I make it happen. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of which, how's the tour going? Well, this was uh, sort of, of a whim of, of, you know, of a flight of fancy, and it's turned out to oh. be pretty great. All the shows are sold out. You know, I was kind of broke, and so I was like, fuck, how am I going to try and make some money? Yeah. Uh, oh, hey. Without having a job. <laughs> You're sitting out here the clubhouse. More no people popped in. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's just come on down. You're at Lake Wobegon. Um, so, so this, so you're strictly trying to make cash here. This is a cash only, cow. only for the money. I, I don't. We know there's not kids involved. In fact, we we got merch. We didn't even get sizes smaller, mediums. We only got double XL and XL for all the go. fat fucks the that fat show up at crap. our shows. Yeah. yeah, yeah, old fat guys. So it's like, you know. As long as those fat guys drink, I don't give a fuck. They're, yeah, they buy lots of they booze. Al- they also have zippers on the side for dialysis. Like, <laughs> what, do the, what do the ladies look like these days? Are they that fat? We've never had ladies in our shows. <laughs> That's not that. true. Ryan, the guy that made our shirts, Ryan Roberts, did it just to fuck with us. But, but he, the thing is, he knows. <laughs> he's, he's just like, I'm not trying to make you guys feel bad. I'm just being realistic. You know you're only going to have fucking fat dudes <laughs> at your show. <laughs> It's true. He's trying I'm to be an asshole, but he's, he's right. See, the best part about Sam I am is that they don't give a shit, so they'll just alienate everybody. That's why this interview is fantastic. I dare you not to come. everyone is fucked. <laughs> everyone is well, fucked. Well, maybe they'll never come back, because they won't hear this till after the show's over. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's... A, so this could be a farewell tour. What a burn. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going well, then. Last night looked good. I saw the pictures. Yeah, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, that place is fantastic. Been sweet tits. Cool. Andy's the shit. Of course, Andy Diamond He's a wild is a man. fucking legend. Yeah, the first time we hung out with him, like, he was like, "Man, come over, my, we're gonna keep the party going." Uh, we stopped by the Seven Eleven on the way to some house. <laughs> we were going out, and he like, there was a giant Red Bull display of cans piled up in a pyramid, and he just like fell back and he, like, <laughs> the whole fucking thing over. And um, he just got in a bagel, and the guy behind the behind the cashier was like what the fuck are you doing get the fuck out what are you d-? and he was like fuck you man threw the bagel at him he hit the guy like in the chest, and then like ran out to the van and was like I think we gotta get out of here <laughs> <laughs> fucking diamond dude that rules oh man I forgot to turn the internet off on this thing I'm getting like hey man what time's loading next Wednesday Flotsam and Jetsam Flotsam and Jetsam has a, a bus and a trailer Flotsam Jetsam still plays? Yeah, and so I, cool. I think the entire yeah, pre-sale could fit in their fucking bus. Uh, you know, that's I don't think they needed a bus at any stage in their career. No, I never saw them. right now. I never, I never saw them play for more than 200 people at their peak. Like, yeah. That was like, this, what was the record after No Place for Disgrace? Well, I, mean, I did I see a moment from Megadeth. Maybe Michael Jordan's in the band. On peace cells. Maybe. That's the only time. <laughs> He's pretty tall. Maybe Michael T. Jordan's in the band. Isn't he an actor? Yeah. So, uh, so you guys still live in, in Berkeley? I live in Richmond. I tell people that um, when I want to seem cool that I live in Berkeley or San Francisco, but the reality is I live in the suburb of Richmond. Sean, you're still here? Yeah, oh, down the street. All right. We're neighbors. It's always good to see Sean. Uh, see Serge, you. where are you? Uh, you're, you, never li- you never want to leave Berkeley, right? I live in Los Angeles. Oh, you moved to Los Angeles a while ago, right? Yeah. I uh, saw you. We, remember we went for drinks when uh, instruction was there. Oh, Jesus. That was like 10 years ago. Yeah, I moved there 14, 14 years ago. <laughs> it was more than 10 years ago. That's right. Did we go to Beauty Bar or something? No, across the street from Beauty Bar, we went to um, Red Room? No, Red Room. Uh, Burgundy Room. Burgundy Room. It was, oh, Burgundy. Oh, that place was nice. I remember that. was when you guys were recording. I yeah. Think. Or maybe oh, yeah. label I, talks. I, I drank a lot during that time. Shit. Yeah, it was so cool, man. Yeah. So sick. You, you guys you know. You were cashing your checks. Yeah. And then living off them for the next three years. <laughs> As I was making a hundred dollars a show or something, like yeah, sick. That's yeah, the life. Two, you, you, got, you guys have had show? two. You guys have had two major label deals, right? We, I don't know if they count. Like Atlantic was like a real, and then it went from Atlantic to Tommy Boy, but it wasn't really Tommy Boy. It was an offshoot of Tommy Boy, Ignition, Ignition and that folded. Oh, yeah. so that was owned by them and it was like a subsidiary. Yeah, that was the only cool thing about that was I actually got a Tommy Boy jacket and it has like the Tommy Boy logo on the back. <laughs> oh, and I was like, perk. this is fucking made that's everything worth it. Yeah, that was the perk. Have you sold that on eBay yet? No, I still have it. I have that jacket. I have a, a Pee Wee Herman from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, the crew jacket, and I have uh, an original Powell Peralta skateboards skating jacket. Oh my and god! And I'm waiting for. When my kids have to go to college, they'll sell them on eBay. Nice. There you go. I'm going to... Daddy's looking out for you, kids. I, I bought, <laughs> I, for anybody who's listening to this and might be interested, I, I uh, bought a Donald Trump painting about two years ago. It's amazing. And uh, it used to live in the basement, but... I'm oh, af- you moved it? Yeah. Well, he oh, painted I'm afraid it it's, it's a painting get of him. Yeah. It's a painting of him with all of his buildings and him holding the world in his hands. <laughs> I can amazing. show you. I can pull it up on Instagram. But, uh, it's truly incredible. And, and it's lived in our basement and people take pictures with it all the time. But now that he actually got elected... It's not as funny anymore. I'm afraid someone's going to draw like a mustache on him and frankly, I want to fucking... I want to cash it in. Cash it in. You know? Like, Sell it to Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie. <laughs> Rose. Yeah, Rosie. Rosie. Rosie's probably got a whole room <laughs> she'll dedicated. She'll paint a dick on it. She'll, she'll fucking, yeah, you can do anything you want once you I fucking have it. 
But it's incredible, and it was painted in 1989, which is like... That's from 1989? Yeah. Did you get it at the thing? I did get it at the thing. There were two of them. The other one had different buildings on it, and I went to lunch, and I came out, and the other one was sold, and I was like, I got to buy it. Yeah. So so I'm looking if I can cash in, put that money away for my kid, you know. Yeah. Because I'm a loser. I don't make any fucking money, so... Tell me about it. If only I had money, I'd buy it off you. But I have not. Yeah, you're a loser. It doesn't make any money, too. <laughs> yeah, so completely. I make less whatever. than everyone. It's great. It's fantastic. Anyway, I, so I can make less than you. Keeps me punk. <laughs> Let's go back to the beginning, guys. So, 1988. Let's go back before that. Let's. <laughs> Singularity. To- we told the world. We told the world and elsewhere. <laughs> Sorry. You've had 37 members in your band. It's true. I was going to bring that up. So, 15 ex members? At think least. I counted. What? I think just, just drummers alone. Yeah. Right. And then a bunch of uh, drummers and bass players. But it's not like we had different guitar players and right, right. songwriters, I mean, or anything like that. Gotcha. And it sprung out of isocracy, right? Yeah. Isocracy and soup. I don't know soup. <laughs> there, was, there was the... the, the you don't know soup? I'm such a poser. The, I'm such a poser. The, the That's bro- it. I'm out. <laughs> Just leave. The, the Berkeley bro band thing, crimp soup, crimp soup, crissy. Crimp shrine soup and isocracy. I we traveled, we traveled the world. We traveled the world and elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then we broke up each other's bands and, and, and all intermingled. Yeah, I see. There you go. Remember, dude, you guys. Rolls off the tongue. Fucking MP, <laughs> that fucking guy. We remember that guy. Oh, that fucking guy. He, Did you guys have a, like a big breakup with him? Or was he, because he was temperamental. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Yeah, well, on, on the tour we were on, you got, he punched you, right? First night. First night, that's... Holy shit, I totally forgot about that. (laughs) That's right. Right at the door of the bus, he fucking just clocked you. And we were all just like, so is this tour going on? And you guys were like, no big deal. (laughs) I think the do-nots were were officially fucking scarred for life at that point. 17 or 18, and they were like, oh my God. Sleeping in the lounge. There's a lot of things they saw, Airtype 11 and Semi, do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Houses it doesn't sound menacing on paper, but no, it would, dude. But in reality, it smelled so bad on the bus. But MP, he had this like super hot model girlfriend, if I remember correctly. Was that uh, yeah. the girl from Japan? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh right. Oh. We did a tour. We, oh, we, yeah. Japan. We haven't even gotten into Brogan yet, man. Jesus. We did a tour of Japan <laughs> where we all got like really beautiful hot models. Except me. That was with except, Green. Except for Jason. That was Green Day, right? Yes. The yeah, Green Jason Day tour? hung around with Billy too much, and, and so he didn't get to meet the girls. He was hanging out with Billy, uh, <laughs> who couldn't partake or whatever. But us all nerds, for like one second, had hot girlfriends. It was so... <laughs> it was so... Didn't Brogan marry his? Uh, no. No? No. no. Uh, Wanda, they, didn't Wanda marry, they no. lived together for years and yeah. years. Oh, okay. Uh, she was cool. That was when the, the crew for Green Day had posted signs all over the backstage walls that said, uh, please do not feed the models for it may adversely affect their wayfish appearance. <laughs> so it's just like 14-year-old models walking around every, all, all day long backstage. Uh, yeah, I remember, the, well, the, those guys, have stories have gone around the internet about those guys for years. But the, uh, Yeah, but that's MP's sister got was a victim to oh that oh was terrible God. i was sitting i was sitting in, a, in the so room let me let me give a let me give a re like so so these guys did arena tours with green day on the dookie tour and uh and apparently it was a thing that they would 
like berate they'd pull some fan out who was like a big fan and they'd like be really mean to them was that the deal? <laughs> it was Trey. Everyone else was respectful. Trey, Trey can be pretty cruel. Trey went up to MP's sister, who was really excited to meet a guy from Green Day, and she had really short hair and it was thinning, you know? Uh, and MP is a, a, a bald man or whatever. MP uh, looks like a slee stack. But uh, <laughs> that's great. He, he goes, This is my sister. <laughs> and. Trey just right to her face goes, yeah, that is your sister because she's also bald. No, 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 no. He got, MP was going, hey, Trey, hey, Trey, hey, Trey. And he's ignoring him. And he wanted to introduce his sister to Trey. And Trey's like talking to, to somebody. And then finally Trey goes, what? And then MP says, hey, this is my sister. I just want to introduce you. And he's like, okay. And she goes, yeah, can't you tell we're related? And he's like, um, it was like something that was like, yeah, uh, he's fucking bald and you look like a something, like a whatever, a bald eagle or whatever. Like, and I was just like, oh my God, that's fucking horrible. That's ter- <laughs> he, just, he doesn't have a filter sometimes, I guess. It's, the- it's yes, borderline Tourette's. <laughs> yeah, and apparently, yeah. But I mean, that was, that, was a, that was a sad story when I heard that one. Was, uh, what about you? Have you ever met Green Day? What's that? You ever met Green Day? Have I ever met them now? Yeah. I, met, I, yeah, I yeah. feel like I, I sort of knew them from all the stories you guys told. What would you do to them if you were hanging out with them? Or with oh, them? I held the door for Trey at, at oh. Five Leaves once. Oh. I was nice. like just walking out and I was like, oh, that dude. Oh, that's the dude from Green Day. Uh, he had a beard. It was weird. Um, <laughs> did, you, did your heart yeah. flutter? No. no. <laughs> I have Lincoln Park stories. I have... Uh, more corn stories Oof. than anything else. Really? really. Yeah, corn and uh, this uh, Papa Roach. Lots of Papa Roach stories that I probably would shouldn't tell. But yeah, I mean, we I'll played in say, Bakersfield one time, and my cousin Nate in Bakersfield assured me when he was asking if he could get in uh, the club through the back door that was chained shut. Um, hey man, is your cousin Nate? We never met, but I want you to know, me and all them other corn motherfuckers got your back when you're in Bakersfield. I was like, that's fucking cool. And we've never gotten jumped in Bakersfield. We did. It's, it's, well, that's, that's well, you got the corn security force, so yeah. you're yeah. obviously safe. Well, which was, when I was touring with them, was the head of the Crips was Jonathan Davis's bodyguard. So, wow. Yeah. That's and they had something serious. called the butts, the butt sex Crips room. The, crip, <laughs> the what? Crip butt sex room. It was like this special room that they had. I don't know what went on in it. I, I wouldn't wasn't involved. I just went to their dressing room when we ran out of beer. And it was Emma's like ass and leather. Yeah, apparently, from what I understood. And as, <laughs> and long as, Fieldy was, as long as Fieldy wasn't in there, I was cool. It's all good. But uh, let's talk about your band. I want to talk about your band. I want to talk about fucking Green Day. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Gives a shit. Fucking cares. So, <laughs> all right, so, so, so you start the band. You, uh, you three guys, you, Brogan, Jason, Serge, two other dudes. Um, what happened? Like, what was? What are we talking about here? Like, 1988. Did you like throw out an EP really fast? Did you like just oh, love first, each other right? and bond? Yeah. Did you was realize you were creating we a genre? Were, like, you know. It, I I don't know what we were trying to do. I think I think we all had really different ideas of what we were trying to do. I think we still sort of do, but especially back then. Confused ideas. Yeah, I and mean, we weren't anyone. None of us were willing to compromise, so we were just gonna stick our part in there somewhere, however we could fit it in. It made things, uh, I guess, unique in some ways. What do you 
you say refused, it sounds like we were fighting. We weren't fighting, we were just... No, just oblivious. We confused and oblivious. <laughs> like, like, uh, I recently listened to our second record, and uh, I was trying to go to sleep. I was like, insomnia, so I said, oh, I'm going to listen to Sam I Am. And I listened to it, and I was like, there's so many cringy moments where I listened to it. I was like, God damn, we were so stupid. Not that we're great now, but we, I was like, we were so... What? bad but we had a lot of like great uh, pretty good ideas and but we you go back and and like you know we were like okay hey what songs are we going to play on this tour and we're like well, let's play some older songs let's go back to the first record so you listen to the first record and you're like there's got to be something on here that i can play and 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 be happy about playing and then you get through the first couple songs you realize every single samoyam song has a samoyam part and the samoyam part is like hey this song's okay i like this this is kind of catchy and then it goes Let's do something. Let's surprise them with this part and do something that makes no fucking sense at all. It just ruins the whole song. And it's embarrassingly bad. And so you don't think they can even be tweaked and improved live? We could do, we could do a medley where we just play the good parts of oh the old God. song. Oh, my God. Is this your old fucking, Red Archives catalog? Is this the, yeah, this way about? pretty much, yeah. So you're pretty much on the oldie circuit at this point. Do a fucking medley? That's exactly it, yeah. you know? Come on. Or we could really fucking throw it uh, uh, for a loop and just do only the Samoyam parts and just smash them all together. Oh, there's a, there you go. There's an idea. Some self-loathing. Some self-loathing. We'll just change our name to Miasma, which is all the letters of Samoyam jumbled up. Play all the shitty parts. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it was amazing. You know, Miasma is a stinky cloud, right? When, when, uh, when, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when when we were touring together, one of the funny things I realized about you guys is that for all the debauchery that went on, there was this other side of like like intellectualism, like reading books about physics and going to museums and shit. When we were in Europe, which I was just like putting on airs, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice double life. <laughs> it was it was interesting, you know. And then the darkness came, <laughs> and things got you, weird. You, were, you, were you should come by the study, though, weren't you? Don't you think you're at that part of your life? You were like. Every night, what was the thing you'd say every single night? Like these are songs about drinking. And Fucking yeah. Well, that's isn't that what rock and roll is? What's the opposite of yeah. the the? Uh, I still talk to Ingo all the time. That he um, they they enjoyed my reading German porn as Hitler a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> that was, <laughs> maybe great. it was just my bad German, but I mean you know it was it was pretty funny. And Your pronunciation is yeah. perfect. <laughs> Ingo's English is perfect. It's better than ours. Anyway, so so, like, did you find that when you do what was what was your major label experience? Was that like a thing where you guys were like, "Fuck, man!" Like, we're gonna be fucking rock stars, and this shit's gonna fucking be huge, and we're gonna. You know, when you have like a uh, hard on, and you've got those little <clears throat> that leather thing with the nails in it, and you put it on your stick. <laughs> And you also have that butt plug thing. I think that, you did that. With the, that you told up, me this story before. It's it really hot. <laughs> and then the, and the, you got the safety pins on Is that nipples. what it felt like? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of... <laughs> I don't know. When we went on tour with Creed, <laughs> That's right. I think we knew deep down that it was a bad move. <laughs> we just interviewed Scott we, just interviewed <laughs> we should have mentioned that. If I, if <laughs> he, would, he, would, remembered. he probably would have denied it. He wouldn't have remembered. He, would not he, have remembered. he denied a lot of things, actually. So, yeah, you have some good stories from that tour. Tell me, I remember you, I can't remember the specifics of it, but there was some shit that went down. I can't believe that happened. Uh, there's a lot of things that went Queen down. was a nightmare. Uh, Sergi <laughs> has a really good story about that. I have two really good stories. One I don't want to talk about because I'll get in trouble by the person, but we, our manager was your guys' manager, the yes, McGathy. Yes, that's why you were touring with them. Yes, I know. Yeah, and that's why we were touring. We, didn't, we, didn't, we never heard of Creed because they, their song wasn't on Because you have taste. 
no, no. At the time, their song was big here, and everywhere we played, because we had Florida up to the East Coast, but it wasn't on Live 105 or whatever. Like, oh, it hadn't taken off yet. No. no, on the West Coast. And we heard it, and I was like, oh, this is just vaguely something that would fit. But we were like, they're going to open, us for, uh, open up for us, right? And no, you're opening up. You know, what? this is their first tour, and we've been a band, whatever. We just did it, but we weren't aware. We had no idea they were Christian, first of all. We just didn't know anything about it. They said, you got a song on the radio, like 100 and whatever, 45 stations around the country. If you do this tour, that song will still be playing in two months, right? And so like, oh, okay, we'll yep. do it. We did it mainly because we were scared of Bill. I know that story, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then um, Jason and I, we had one of those uh, things that happened back then where when we got to New York, uh, Jason and I would get in a cab and we'd go to like five different places to do like these syndicated radio uh, interviews. And then Sean and, and Aaron or whatever would go to take a cab to a different place and do five other ones. Um, and I, Jason and I did one. And in it, the guy that was interviewing us obviously hated Creed. And it seemed like sort of kind of liked us or at least liked the world we came from. I felt sorry for us. Because he, uh, he was trying to get us to talk shit about Creed. Right. right. So in it, and I knew exactly what he was doing, and I was like, I don't want to say anything bad about Creed, but he, he goes, so tell me the truth. Is it fucking sucking or what? Like, what is it like touring with Creed? And uh, I just was trying to be as diplomatic as possible, so I go, uh, you know, you would think that touring with Creed would be a nightmare for us, but actually it's been pretty good because we have a song on the radio, they have a song on the radio, and radio fans are kind of dumb, and there's probably the only concert they go all year, and it's, it's been all right. <laughs> it's not as bad as you think. They run around in circles and wave their arms at us as if we're popular, even though they don't never heard of us or whatever. I'm so then uh, we finish our interviews and go back to McGathy, which is it's like a... Uh, big giant office 23rd Street, with yeah. no walls yeah. and just like 25 desks and all day a million gold records on the walls be calling yeah. a record label and say will you please play the new uh, Sam I Am song or whatever you know that's what they did there and uh, I went to the back because uh, we were getting sandwiches or something like that all of a sudden this giant the voice of the devil like the door swings oh, open oh it's Bill this guy goes, Sam Kinison inside Jerry Garcia's body. Where the fuck is that motherfucker? I get a text that. <laughs> Where's that fucking motherfucker? Where is that guy? Everyone, hung, 25 people hang up their phones and like cower underneath their computer screens like, oh, oh, oh shit. Was Corey, was Corey the only one who responded? <laughs> he comes back to me, goes up to me and yells at me in a way that no one, including my father, could talk to me. Yeah. Because I would just... I wanted to just go, what? Fuck you? Whatever. He just screams, who do you fucking think you are? You fucking cocksucker. First, I thought he was joking. Like, what? Like, he usually gives me a bear hug or whatever. Now he's calling me a cocksucker or whatever. <laughs> Basically, what happened is, like, this is literally 20 minutes after we did the interview. What they do is they take little snippets of the interviews and, and send out faxes to every radio station that, in the syndicate. And it said, like, it was a fax that said, like, Michael Sipe says his new record, uh, he's really proud of his new record, and he'd love to have the, the Athens Orchestra backing him. And then, you know, you know, whatever. Pearl Jam says Australia was a great tour. Sergi Lubkoff from Sam I Am says, and they said what I said, but they admitted, like, the key parts of the sentence. He said, right. Sergi Lubkoff says, touring with Creed is a nightmare. 
Like they took out that you so would essentially, think. Essentially, it was clickbait. Yeah, back yeah, the yeah totally. Yeah. And I think the last thing that guy interviewing us said was, I got two things to say about Creed. Number one, you don't wear fucking khakis on stage. And number two, you don't smile at point at your friends in the crowd while you're doing your act. And I was like, man, he really hates these guys. Yeah, you do. <laughs> like, what's wrong with pointing at your friends and smiling? That guy had a chip on his shoulder. You, yeah. You know, you guys still, still you guys, here. You guys still know and that. And you're not guy? what Creed is. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, I don't know. I don't know how Scott's doing these days, but you know. That's debatable. Yeah. He seemed like he was okay. He seems he like he's been, he's been through a lot of therapy. We were ready to just rail on him, but he was really nice. So. Kind we of. barely met him. We met everybody else. And the drummer and the guitar player were super nice. The bass player was really mean to me. Like, he hated me personally. <laughs> did he really? what you do. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell that story. That's <laughs> the one you got to tell. That's, that's the story we need. It look like I'm bragging. Because he hated me. Who'd you bang, Serge? Yes. Someone, <laughs> someone that he had a crush on all his life. A, a and it came out the very first night of the tours. Oh, you conquered his crush. That's personal. But I, did it happen on the tour? Did it happen? Like bef- did it happen before well, you know, the tour? In his eyes, no, it before. happened in the past. He stood atop Muff Mountain. Uh, what? Uh, he can't complain uh, about that. Basically, basically, what happened was I got, our first show. I thought there was going to be five hundred people or whatever. It was like twenty five hundred people. Right? He comes in our backstage, just like all going to meet the opening act or whatever. And he, uh, I go, oh yeah. Oh. So are you guys from around here? And he goes, no. And it's like, really? 2,500 people? And this is your first tour ever? And you're not, this isn't your hometown? And he goes, no, I'm from uh, Fort Walton. Uh, and Fort I'm Walton from, Beach, lo- lovely place. Which, yeah, which is like top of Florida. Army town. And uh, we started talking, and it just came out like that. Yes, this person. They had someone in common. Yes. We had, <laughs> that, oh. But he, we didn't have a common. He just had a like, lifelong crush on, on, this, on this girl. Wow. The last night of the tour, we played in this place in San Antonio, where the, a huge place, amphitheater kind of thing, and there's these tour buses, like where, where the tour buses and, I'm, and, and trailers and stuff, and I'm just trying to find these guys, because, Corpus Christi, Corpus Christi sorry. And I'm, uh, and I, it's huge, and I'm just walking down this like street, basically, where the trailers are, going, oh, I'm lonely on tour, where are those guys, <laughs> right? And I'm just walking, shuffling my feet, skinny, dorky little guy. <laughs> And then it was one of those kind of situations we get where I'm walking one get way and two guys walking my way. And the two guys was the bass player of Creed, who I just spent a frickin' month and a half with. Being mean to you. me. Yeah. Or whatever. But he was never too mean to me. So he knew the whole time. Yeah, they the knew first, the first day. The first night. Oh. The first So he was just, five this minutes. was just building Stewing. him. Stewing yeah. for six weeks. Yeah. Ouch. And he was very unfriendly to, to me, but he wasn't as mean as he was. I'm about to describe. It was fucking <laughs> high school mean. And I'm susceptible <laughs> to being picked on because it happened to me all growing up being me or whatever. But we're walking. As we get clo- closer, I, I, I do the, I'm starting to wait, lift my hand from my side to go, hey, you know, like, hi, guys. And it was him and his friend. And he looks straight at me and he goes, what's up? Freak! <laughs> and it, like, you, anyone listening what? to this should go look up the bass player Creed because he has like a cowboy hat and he was a real rocker. He's exactly what the bass player Creed should look like. like he, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he literally like looked at his friend. And his friend cracked up, and I don't know if they did high five, but it was like high five. Like you got him, you got him. And I was, I literally, <laughs> I walked by him, and I, 
I, would, would I, how, I don't know how old I was then. I was like 27 or whatever. I walked past like I was 13. I just got shoved in the garbage can in high school. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. When I found these guys, too, they were like, what's wrong? I was like, I don't want to tell you. I just got freaking Oh, you got out. punked, dude. You should, have, you should have turned around and just been like, yeah, she loved it. Every minute of it. That, that, no. that does not seem like your personality. Does that sound like but me? I mean, yeah. No. no. No, the, the, but I, that's I not the end of the story. That's, that's not the end of the story. No, the best oh. part of the story oh, was I can't. I was telling the story the other day. I can't remember who the guy was, but a guy lives in Florida. That was the whole time pre Epitaph was uh, Hot Waters like tour manager driver. Jim, right? yeah, Jim Pullman. Yeah, yeah. Jim Pullman. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We yeah, he has at, a tattoo shop in Fall Orem. We were staying at his house, and I told that sad story that I told that I just told, told and he goes. Just a big grin came over his face, and he put his arm around me. I just met him that night, but he puts his arm around me. Really nice guy. I got something to show you, like 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 my dad. He's like, son, I'm gonna show you something that's gonna perk you up. We he had, we went through his house out of his garage and the front door, and he pointed at this house across the street, and he and he goes, see the house right there? I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like. We don't know each other enough for him to have his arm around me like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, being really nice and like things goes. Remember when, when the, guy, the bass player from Creed got kicked out of Creed, you know, like three years ago or whatever? I go, yeah. Two days later, I saw a cab. I was mowing my lawn. I saw a cab park in front of that house, and out came the, that guy, the bass player Creed, with a long face, and out came his grandparents, and he had two suitcases, and he came with his grandparents because he was moving home to his grandparents' house. Oh. Because he got just got kicked out of Creed, Ooh. and I was like, "Yeah, that does make me feel a little bad." <laughs> <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder where he is now. Huh? I, I think he's probably in his grandma's. No, I basement. think he's the bass player of Creed. I think that when Creed sort of got back, to, why does Creed exist? You know more. They, they, well, when we when we were interviewing Scott, he had we, just started a solo band. It was his first show. Yeah, that we were interviewing. It, him it was day. called uh, Art of Anarchy, and uh, and he. But he like he we were we were instructed that we had to call him the singer of Creed, not the ex singer of Creed, because apparently Creed right. is still together. So, oh, so luckily for the world, topic. Creed is still together. But I mean, the drummer and the guitar player were really nice, super nice. Yeah, Mark Tremonti's like, a big metalhead guy. He's, yeah, he's a legit metalhead. He seemed guy. like he's all right. I don't yeah. think that they, they respected or liked our band, but they were very nice to us. And Scott wasn't a dick to us anyway. He just I never met. I don't think any of us talked to him. He talked. There was one place in North Carolina where the song that we hit on the radio at the time was charting better than their song. And that was the only time he was nice to us. He was like, because like, he found out about it, and then he was like, oh. Hey, oh, so that, did you earn his respect by beating him on the chart for a for few one, weeks? For one day. He was good one, guys. Good one. Yeah, yeah, nice going. Yeah. You're we were, like, we were at my level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was, he was, I, don't, I didn't get the idea he was, he thought he was rock star he, or anything. Oh, God, no, no. He was just kind of a ding dong. He had his pregnant <laughs> wife in his bus, and he didn't hang out with anybody. He was, a, he was, in that show in Corpus Christi was like a dirt parking lot. And there was like fucking tumbleweeds and nothing forever, miles and miles and miles. And he's sitting there with like his foot up on the bumper of a pickup truck and a piece of straw hanging out of his mouth, whatever. And he's talking to this guy. And he's like, is this roadie or something? He's like, you know what, man? I was, was going to tell a puddle of mud story just to try and match your Creed story. But you shit your pants? <laughs> Were you big buddies? No, guys? that would happen. That just happened on every tour. That's oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I went to a strip club late night with Wes one night. And uh, he was like, just a full-fledged fucking crackhead, this guy. And, of course, managed by Bill you know, all night. <laughs> I, I designed the Puddle Mud logo. Oh, shit. I hope you got paid a lot of money. I did get paid a little bit of money. All right. For that. Good for you, it's Serge. It's Corey who managed us, like, 
with and Bill managed Puddle Mud. So I knew, I met Wes before they were big. And what he was. Then I never saw him again. Yeah. No. Yeah. He. Uh, Corey will be here tonight, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is he on the list. Yeah. Well, he's on my he's on my house list. Oh, good. Okay. Right. I saw him on the street, and I was like, I'll put you on the list. Because he was like, how am I going to get in? And I was like, I'll put you on the list. And then I had no way to get in t- contact with him because I didn't know his number anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he just texted, emailed me. It's fine. He lives a c- close cool. to me. But, um, uh, yeah, so we, me and Wes go to the strip club at, like, f- it was basically closed. It was 4 a.m. We were in Rochester. And Wes is like, I know, the, I know the owner. He's got his fucking big teeth. I know the owner. It's cool. And we go in there and, like, I don't Is know. Is going to be one of your weird sex stories? <laughs> I don't have any weird sex Does stories, Does your dick come out of your pants at any point in this story? No, it doesn't, unfortunately. Is there another story that has your dick coming out of it? <laughs> <laughs> at a strip club, never. That was the wrong member of Airtep 11. <laughs> and, you know, there's always that one guy in the band who can pick up a stripper. There's yeah, always that guy. Rogan. Yes, going back to Brooklyn James. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought we were done talking about him. What could MP was MP good at picking up strippers, or did you just like uh, being? MP no, was more, but more like by putting the dead body in the trunk of his car. No, he was good at talking to him. Both those. Don't worry, man. No one listens to, to talking to strippers at the strip club. Right. And the getting them over, and and uh, you know, the, uh, if if the rest of us were there, we'd be all like in the corner going, "This is weird. I hate." Totally. Stuff. Yeah, me too. I that's I'd always be like, "This sounds like a great idea," and then we're yeah. here, and I'm like, "I'm spending too much money and." It feels weird. And they hate us. Yeah, they totally love our fun. money. Except for that one guy in the band who always gets <laughs> scored. That was James Rogan, though. He can talk to anyone at any time about anything. That's an amazing town. The cab back, and we were staying at different hotels, of course. They were staying in the nice one, and we were staying at the shithole. And, uh, and he go, I was like, okay, Wes, I'll see you. I'll see you tomorrow. And I kissed him on the cheek. <laughs> Thanks for a great night. <laughs> <laughs> and he, the ne- he's like, and he just looks at me like, hey, what, what the fuck was that? And the next day, he's like, he's like, what was this? A faggots across America fucking tour? What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> fucking nah. retards. So the, this is the, the weird thing about Puddle of Mud. So they had these, their tournament, the first day of tour, we were, we were getting backstage passes together. And they had this stamp, you know, like they were stamping these things. And it said Tulsa. And, and I was like, what? we're not in Tulsa. Why does it say Tulsa? Uh, this is a Motorhead related story, if he knows it or not. Oh, really? Continue. I, so, so I go, I was just like, okay. He goes, go up to the mirror. Put, this, put it on and go up to the mirror. And I go up to the mirror and I said, oh. He's like, yeah, it says a slut. <laughs> That's an old Motorhead trick. And he goes, they used to give the roadies, they, the, their job was to find what they deemed as the hottest and easiest girls in the crowd. Yeah. And give them stickers at Tulsa so that after the show, Motorhead would know. This is what went on it? on those Puddle Mud tours, and it, it worked. So I guess the, I guess the so that, tradition they, they now, said I guess, that, in rock. They said that the first thing that they wanted the girl to see when they looked in the mirror to fix their hair after they blew us was that. Oh, God. I swear to God, wow, this guy weird. fucking said that. And maybe this is one of those stories I need to edit because what happens on the road stays on the road, but no, nah, fuck it. Who cares? I, I was, I was, <laughs> that reminds me of the long, uh, one of the best palindromes. I ever saw, which is in a bathroom at the Long Branch in Austin, Texas. A, a slut I was, ere I, a slut was I, ere I saw Tulsa. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Satan oscillates by metallic sonatas was the best wow. one. Wow, that is pretty good too. These fucking guys. See, there, see how smart they are. So I mean, you come back to our study for some cognac. Fuck. <laughs> we're, we're, we're so smart. When, 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 when we went Slippers only speaking of strip clubs, in, in Portland, you know, it's like Portland's like a church and a strip club on every block. And Great strip clubs, by the way. 
Yeah, but we, we want you know we went there and we thought this would be a great place to try and score some cocaine, and so. Uh, James started talking to one of the, the, the girls that was working, and she's like, yeah, I can get you guys. Uh, just give me your money. And we're like, duh, okay. And hand her all this dough, and then she's like, I'll be right back. And we start walking down the street with her, and then she walks inside this video store, and like, oh, I guess she's meeting somebody inside the Captain Video or something. And she walks in the back door and then walks out the front door and disappears. And we sat there probably like 15 minutes before we're like, uh, I think... <laughs> She might have taken our money. And the thing was, she'd use like James's phone to, to, to call her, her dealer. And so we had the phone number and then James is like fucking fuming and starts calling this number and they pick up and, and, the, and, and she answers and she's like, hello? And he's like, what the fuck? She's like, yeah, I took your money. And he's like, well, I got your fucking number. And she's like, so? What are you gonna do, call cops? And he's like, fuck, I'm gonna fucking kill you. And she's like, yeah, right. You know what I'm doing right now? Heroin, stupid, I'm a junkie. Thanks, you know? <laughs> wow. You get, what you get what you deserve. That's very telling about what kind of people you're talking to right now. Like another band, that would happen, and the guitar player, they'd sing with each other. No one would ever <laughs> know about this. And Jason served it up on a podcast. But that's why I wanted to have you guys on because, I mean, that was one of the best parts about I mean, Before you came in, I was saying how you guys, like, of all the years I had been touring up until the point we did that European tour, I, I had never experienced a level of just fucking whatever the fuck happens. I don't give a fuck. That is like, I never, Patrick, I've never. Was it I, like that? Bad trip? No. God, no, dude. Are you kidding? That's such much more like wild music. You think the guys would be what, 10 times wilder? It's fucking hardcore. Than... Come on. You, you guys have like a, a feminine touch to your music sense, you know? Thank like, you. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. But, but like I'd never experienced I, drugs on tour? Never. Not even close. Really? Yeah. I mean, you just like to talk what? about it from the stage. Yeah, I talk about drinking, not drugs. Never you did. never said anything about drugs? No, I've never done them. So I don't really, you know, okay. I've never done cocaine. <laughs> I've done some psychedelics and whatnot. You know, mom, turn us off. We're going to eat mushrooms I mean, tonight. We're going to be so fucking high tonight. What a hey, you stay out of trouble tonight, okay? <laughs> I, did, I can't have you, I can't be getting fucking emails and Oh, that was calls. not my fault. Was not on, my fault. man. Don't blame well, us. When you were in bad, bad trip, though, were you always, like, afraid of being exposed? To your God. But, you know, bad, bad trip was like, they, they got their name and they came about, like, in the time at the head of, like, straight edge scene so that was sort of uh, it was ironic at the time when they were called mm. bad trip because it was you know they were playing with gorilla biscuits and yeah they were today definitely cut from the mold of like gorilla biscuits yeah by the time i joined it was like post hardcore and you know that sort of thing and everybody was trying to get a major label deal and what is it with bands well. like that with drug reference names gorilla biscuits is also a drug name it bad is? trip yeah gorilla biscuits is an old slang 70s yeah for a weed isn't it or for I forget what it's acid, for angel dust maybe? i forget it's I thought it was for definitely poop. more like lethal than weed. Poop. I forget what it is. Giant poop. <laughs> I was actually watching a rerun of the White Shadow, and there's a guy on the street <laughs> slang. It's, uh, We're the heroin drugs. cunts. And he's like, "Yo, I got gorilla biscuits." It's, it's slang. <laughs> <laughs> you just referenced White Shadow. Of course I did. I love the White Shadow. I fucking love show. that show. Classic. Fucking yeah, on that show, a guy was on the street corner talking about drugs. He had. He's like, "Yo, I got gorilla biscuits." 
It's like really? 1980. I'll bet you that's where they got their name. I imagine yeah, Walter I or uh, Siv must have seen that. But like, I, don't, I don't think a bunch of like suburban kids from wherever they're from. They're from Queens, but they, Queens, they, they, I don't remember they that actually slang coming up at all. Gorilla biscuits or no. like friends that were drug dealers. Oh, those guys? No, definitely. Not. No, I wouldn't take. Especially when they started, they were like 16 when they started. Yeah. No. But yeah, though I I never did that sort of stuff. But like touring with you guys was just a bar that was set so fucking high. I never reached it again. I never ever did. It was pretty amazing, and like probably I'll say hands down the most fun tour I've ever done. That was a fun time. The smelliest tour I've ever done. We got in trouble a lot on the uh, on the when we we did a tour of Bad Religion and stuff, and our dressing room was oh, every night. We had friends. We tour a lot. <laughs> then we had friends and like girls and whatever and shit going on in our dressing room. And you'd think like the super suckers was there. Anything the super suckers was shit kicking band. They were always in our room because our room was funner. And then like a guy like Greg Heck. Craig Hudson would like look over into like, hey, what are you guys doing over there? Because <laughs> they were all like librarians over in the Bad Religion room. <laughs> He's got a beer can in his butt. <laughs> it's like, we were How the, does that work? <laughs> we, were, we were the fun guys, even though we were the dumb little emo band in the in opening band. Oh, the opening band's the best on those tours because you're done early. Oh, totally. And no it's pressure. just fucking let's go insane. And drink their beer. Yeah, and drink. Yeah, well, they're on stage. Fuck it. <laughs> they better lock that shit up. How many how many tours did you guys do on a bus in America? In America, America we never did never. A, you never did a bus. We always had to follow bus tours with our crappy van. Right, and do the sixteen hour. No drive. air conditioning, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever have a crew? We had a tour manager once or twice. It was our driver, Birch guy, sad sad bastard. <laughs> Is that his name? Sad, sad, sad bastard. Sad bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. You were saving on tour support, you know. You're pocketing yeah, all yeah, that we, cash. We, I know. I don't, yeah, I don't know. We, we, we never, never really talk, hit the gravy we train. Plus, like, our level is never like, oh, we have 18 amps to move in. It's like, oh, oh what are we going to do? Sit here and watch the guy like move our three amps in? Or I, I mean, eight. that would be nice, actually. A lot it's of bands like, that, that were smaller than us. I did a lot of sitting and watching the guys move the amps around. Jason <laughs> <laughs> <I did. laughs> does have a lot of experience <laughs> in that. Someone's got to finish off the cheese plate. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, we only ever had, I only ever had two, well, no, at one time I had four, but the, uh, but two of them weren't paid, so actually most of them weren't paid, but yeah, like, I, when I, even when we did, I remember we, I had two band members in instruction, we were on tour with- You had interns? Yeah, pretty much. They all went That's on to be like, you made it. they all went on to like work for Coldplay and shit. They're all like fucking big time roadie people. You're welcome. English pricks, um, but like the the uh, I remember two members of the band decided that they wanted to boycott lifting gear because they were like, "I'm not lifting any. We pay these guys. I'm not lifting any gear." And of course, the the crew were our friends, so who we just happened to pay. So like just sitting there, like watching them load our gear. <laughs> like I mean, I, it was pathetic. I, I I could never ever do that in a million years. Jason obviously can, but that's you know. That's just because it's Jason me. likes to be out of the sight line. <laughs> like, like, we we played in uh it hones in on the back he's got this new backstage app that tells you where the backstage is <laughs> and he goes straight there take the first crunch.com <laughs> we played in at roseland i think with bad religion or whatever here in in, in the city and i they, remember that show yeah they had uh they had like union loaders at Roseland, they're but, really hardline there yeah. too. Yeah, uh, so everything's got to be on wheels. You can't touch. Anything. I, I watched. I watched like these big, fat, like just roadie union guys lift guys up with my, black label society shirts on and ponytails. Exactly, yeah. lift up my cabinet, my Marshall cabinet, 
and throw it on the stage on purpose, snipping off two of my casters. Like this went ping, and then all, like all three of the guys are there are like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe I should carry my stuff. But, but they, they wouldn't let, let you touch it, right? It, it, no, I mean, they, no, already there a lot. Yeah, they wouldn't let us touch it. They were like, no, this is what we get paid for. That's what I'm, edi- yeah. I'm editing. I used to be I'm- really anal with, um, I didn't play there, but I used to work for bands that played there all the time. And uh, the second you opened the door to your van or bus, that was it. Because that's their job. Yeah. And, uh, well, it's like working on a fucking, when you do a video or a movie or whatever. And like, whenever we did videos, it'd be like, okay, I'd go to like do something. And no, you can't do that. Like the the guy who pressed playback on don't the fucking, fucking machine. Don't yeah. yeah. Like couldn't do, could, like, I was like, this is your fucking whole job. You sit here and you just get eat craft service and fucking. They wait for hours, back. and then they wait for the show to shut down. Yeah, yeah that's how it is. It's but uh, it, I never had. I was there like ten times with bands, but I never had anything where they disrespected the gear. That's fucked up. It was just you, Serge. That was it, 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 the bass player from Creed. The bass player from Creed called ahead. Oh. <laughs> he put the word out. <laughs> oh no, that was Martin. I knew, when, I knew when, you should have that one up. Uh, Jerry A like walked across the room when we were playing that show. Oh. With them and and. And he just goes, middle of winter, fucking flu, snot ball, and goes, and just shoots a fucking blob onto Martin's bass cabinet. And we're both like, fuck, that sucks, dude. No, 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 that was was in Hamburg, right? Yeah. And And so basically, we played with Poison Idea. And we were kind of quick quaking our boots. We had a bad show. Like, uh, uh, someone from the balcony poured beer all over James's head while we were playing. Jesus. But at the end of the show, after that Loogie incident, which we watched him, like, Loogie on, purposefully, Loogie (laughs) Loogie on the cabinet he was borrowing from the uh, Pussy Opening Band. At the end of the show, we were all sitting around, like, oh, God, I wish we could go, but we got to wait around and get our, like, whatever, like, 500 D marks. Oh, scary. All of a sudden, the singer dude starts walking straight towards where we're sitting, and we're like, oh shit, now he's gonna go really make fun of us and say, oh, you like loogie pussies or whatever. But he comes straight, and it's like, oh shit, he's, he is coming. Oh my, we're all like, oh, oh, oh. And he comes up and goes, which one of you guys is Sergi Lubikoof? Right? And my name's Sergi Lubkoff, but like, Sergi Lubikoof. I like that better. Uh, I was like, oh. You should legally shit. change it. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, he must have talked to the guy from Creed. He wants to kick past now. <laughs> this is years before that. And I go, oh, no. Like, I was like, bye, guys. I'll see, I'll see you when you guys die, too. And I go, that's, that's m- m- me, me. And he, he, he also he goes, big smile. And I was in a band in the 80s called Sweet Baby Jesus, which was sort of like a Ramonesy Beatles. Song, like really goofy band and so I, I mean personally I thought they were great but uh, whatever he goes I love Sweet Baby one of my favorite bands and I was like oh phew he's not kicking my ass I just got recognized by the guy with Poison Idea dude was, uh, was, Sl- was Slayer Hippie playing drums I don't that? we just interviewed Slayer Hippie the drummer for Poison Idea all I know time. is Pig Champion wasn't in the, wasn't able to, to was make Was he not it. able to tour at that point? Uh-uh. No, no, he had to stay like in Zurich or whatever because he couldn't get heroin over the border or some sort yeah. of thing like that. He was That's, stuck in the van. Yeah, that makes sense. Probably right. The, the, the dude, we inter- the drummer that we interviewed, he uh, he just did seven years in jail for possession. and Oh, no, he robbed two, a bunch of pharmacies. Yeah, yeah he and, fell wow. down a dark path. But he's made a pretty unbelievable recovery. Yeah, it was it was. He recorded 11 albums in jail. Yeah. They had full like recording studio in jail. Whoa! Yeah, and he's nuts. He was teaching people how to play yeah. and record. He's yeah. had a pretty amazing transformation. He just came through on tour. Not with Poison Idea, but he's in another band now. What? What? He filled in for the Skull. Oh, the Skull, which is Trouble. 
basically it's a singer from trouble anyway uh, i regress yeah that was a fucking great <laughs> Tr- story Trouble's a christian band isn't it uh they kind of were considered that in the beginning they're, they're like sabbath they're from chicago yeah chicago they sound like sabbath kind of and right. they had a they had a christian rep in the beginning but they're really just sabbath worshiping their, their cross was tilted okay. sideways a little bit i have a great great question for you guys i get it. it's a two-parter what's the best like old punk show because you guys are old fucking punk dudes san francisco berkeley you know gilman all that shit what's the best fucking show you ever saw like in that time like life changer the first the first show i ever went to was called the alabama slamma in in San Francisco on Alabama Street, oddly enough. And uh, I'd never been to a, a punk show before, so I was really excited, but really scared. And it was uh, token entry and verbal abuse and celebrity skin. It was a really weird build. What a combo. Yeah. And the first band to play was Celebrity that Skin. That came here, too. That was at Seabee. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, got, I, I, I met, like, Captain Trip. You know, and, and he was, I was smoking cigars and he was like, give me some of that. I'm like, holy shit. And then. You were smoking cigars? Yeah, we were, my, my first band, we were really into Swisher Sweets. We were like 15, like buying cigars from the liquor store. And Weird. We that's like, the, that's they, they like the old school They're version. Mild, sweet and satisfying. 15 year olds vape now. <laughs> yeah. but, it's all about vaping now. So yeah. we're, me and my friend, my friend John are like smoking cigars and hanging out against the wall, trying not to look uh, in the way. And then Celebrity Skin starts playing. And all the skinheads fucking instantly hated them and realized that they should be beaten up. And so they just started like fucking throwing whole garbage cans at them while they're trying to play. And they, you know, the singers wearing like purple sparkly platform shoes and, and a hula skirt and, and, and like, they were amazing. And they kept playing and they're just like, fuck you guys. And they just kept playing. And then the uh, dude started stomping on beer cans and making them into like hockey pucks and just fucking whipping them at him. And, and the singer just pulls the ride cymbal off the drummer's kit and it holds up like a shield and he's still singing. And then while he's singing, you hear bing, 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 you know, the cans hitting the cymbal. They're amazing. I was like, well, this, I guess this is what punk shows are like. And so that was when I went back and, and we started playing uh, in Isocracy and we're like, okay, so before we get to the club, let's go get a couple bags of garbage. So we're prepared. And we'll, just be, we'll throw the fucking garbage at people instead of them throwing them to it the at punch. us. Because yeah. that was your understanding. Good strategy. Yeah, yeah. We're just like that's. We, no, they're not going to fucking. They're not going to get one over on me, man. That is fucking amazing. We're not going to half-ass it. We're going to get some real garbage. Yeah. Wow. Serge, you got one from Gilman. I mean, or any of those? No, or? way before Gilman. Um, my brother and I. We started out with soul music. That was our first music we liked. Like we loved the Commodores and stuff. Sweet. And then then we got into metal. So we liked like that, but the uh, the the thing that got us out of metal and into punk was uh, we went uh, we went to it was uh, I don't, there was probably an opening band, but then it was Scream, Subhumans, and Dead Kennedys. Oh, and, and watching wow. Dead Kennedys, like when I was watching, I was like, oh yeah, this like Slayer doesn't actually seem all that cool when you're like after you see Dead Kennedys, like so much smarter or whatever. And so I turned into. A, I mean, I was a poser. I didn't look like a punk, and I was a nerd. But like, I identified more punk than metal after after that. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's I mean, that's the experience I had the first time I heard the Bad Brains. I was like, you know, I was I played I played my friend in the field while we were drinking a bottle of vodka in ninth grade or whatever, and I was like, I was like, put on Merciful Fate, and he's like, what the fuck is this guy singing? What's this guy singing like? Ah. And then he's like, fuck, take this off. He was older than me, and he just puts in Bad Brains, and he played out, and I was like, oh my god. They play faster than Slayer. Yeah. And it was like, whoa. 
It was a total, yeah. I mean, that thing is now, I'm like, I love Merciful Fate and I love Old Slayer and stuff. But then I was like, this sounds kind of ridiculous now, this metal thing, you know? Well, I you had the same. You had to separate. But I had the mental. Then. I did what you did, though. Musically, that was the same evolution I went through. But mentally, I was turning more into a punk and I was seeing the world more through those eyes. So yeah. it appealed to me more. And the scene was crazy, but just smarter. I mean, I was. Mentally, I felt trapped in metal, but musically, I was very happy. So now I love it all, but. Yeah, well, we're. You know, I was now, a Slayer so, you know. Venom kid, and then. Victim in Pain came out and the Reagan Youth record and then my friend played it for me and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And then mentally I went that way and then, you know. You know, I, I mean, I saw, some, I saw uh, Husker Du on the Warehouse tour and stuff oh, and wow. it was okay. Like, I, it would, they didn't talk and stuff, but Sean, I remember when I met Sean, Sean went, I remember the sh show at the Stone, that was, was it Minutemen and Husker Du and Black Flag? Was that what that show was? Saccharine Trust, Meat Puppets, Sacred Trust. All oh, SST. Husker uh, Du and Minutemen, yeah. Like, I, I saw Husker Du after they were like alt rock or whatever, and they were great, and I loved it and all, but I would have loved to have seen them, you know, three years before that. I saw my friend Stuart Popejoy had a, he was like, I was over working on his house, and he had this, he's like, I got this, uh, this video of this, sh this show in San Francisco, and it was that show, a video of that show, and there's some, there's some point in the middle of like the Husker Du thing when it pans out to the crowd, and I'm just like standing there, I, 15 years old, like, <laughs> slack -chawed. like <laughs> I found a, a, a Murray Bowles picture. He was a photographer in the Bay Area that did all the Gilman shows and stuff. But a picture, uh, and I actually, like, I put it on Facebook, and I, I put labels of all the people I knew, but it was a seven-second show at the Mabuhay Gardens. Like, I don't, even know, I don't even know if the crew came out yet. But you can see, like, a fresh-faced, baby-faced me. You can see my brother. You can see my friend uh, Rick Patterson, a couple other people. And way in the background, with a dorky expression his face, is Lawrence Livermore. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a moment right there, captured. Sean, what about you? What was your... What you, that was the show? Yeah. That's the show. Who came okay. in? I wasn't sure. I wasn't, I wasn't sure if that was the one. I thought maybe you were just, you know, talking about... Oh, oh I could say something else. Okay. Uh, Please do. <clears throat> oh, God. Where do we begin? <laughs> right after that, actually, I, I, I was, I was, I was <laughs> the old punk you were just talking about earlier how, like, it seemed like in the 80s, there was never, it wasn't so much of a, a compartmentalized, like, scene, if you want to call it that. Uh, you like, on the radio, they, you'd play Cool in the Gang, and then you'd also hear, you know, fucking Rock, Led Zeppelin or whatever on the same station. And, it, it were, you know, MTV used to play everything back to back. And I, I knew that uh, there, I had guilty pleasures, and there was music that I thought I knew, if people knew I liked it, would realize I was a dork. But, you know, like I would go see Wham <laughs> right after I'd go to a Gilman show or something, you know. And I, 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 didn't, I didn't realize it didn't cross over for everybody. And I remember trying to impress this girl I liked at school. And I was like on my princess phone and I'm calling her. I'm like, you know, hey, what are you doing? And she's like, yeah, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just hanging out, you know, I'm listening to my, my, new, my new band's recording. And she's like, oh, really? I want to hear it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, and then... I put on the Minor Threat 7-inch, and, and I salad days. I'm like, this is a really poppy song. She's going to love this and think we're great. And I put it on, and she's like, that's fucking terrible. And it's like, what? You're crazy. Wait, you just reminded me of a good story that would be good on a podcast about when we were, uh, you were doing vocals for, uh, in L.A. for whatever's got you down, and, and we had a little peaches moment. Oh, <laughs> hang on, peaches? Oh, wait. 
Peaches is actually good friends with Sean, and I've, I've met her, and she's a really nice person. And she doesn't believe what Jason's about to say we, actually happened. We, we say, she refuses to admit that she would do this, but this totally happened. She, <laughs> she was she was doing recording with uh, the the, uh, the women from um, the other band. Uh, fuck, they were together doing a project. Lily Chega. Yeah, Latigua. And so they were like in this big complex that had all these recording studios in one big long building. And in the back was, was like a common area to sit outside and smoke and shit. And there was a, a open window, I, I, I turns out, from my, my vocal the, booth that faces the, the backyard. And I got Oh, gross. Was, so you could see? You could see you people could hear. You could hear. Oh, you could so, hear. So, you know, I'm in there with headphones on oh, and, no. I, and doing, doing my, my, my best. And then I walk out and, and, and she's like, Ah, oh, what's going on? And she's like, "What's going on in there?" I'm like, "Oh, we're we're recording." She's like, "Sounds like somebody's in there killing a fucking cat." <laughs> I'm just like, "Jeez, Louise, that was me." But anyway, cool. Yeah, and so fuck you I, too, when old I, lady. I met her. I told that story, and I was really excited to tell that story. And I thought Peaches was like, Peach, she's like, she is on stage, like she likes to fuck the pain away constantly and stuff. Yeah. But she was just mortified. But also, just I would never say that. I don't believe you. Oh, so I, she I, denied it to the. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you, you don't make a story like that up. <laughs> I told like, her. I was like, I was there. I'm sorry. That happened. Wow. Yeah. All right. So next, the two-parter. Best show you've ever played, personally. The best show we've ever played? Like um, that I think moment you were like, character building forever. moment was when we played at Flex in, in Austria for wow. three people and two dogs. And it was, it that was, sounds about right. But describe the people. It was like a punk rock Austria in the, in the early 90s. So a couple, like, yeah, yeah, a, a couple of like transients wandered in to try and score some dope. And like a dog walked up and pissed on James's guitar amp. You know, <laughs> it was, and the, this club was amazing. This guy that ran this club, like just built it out of, out of scraps, like dumpster dove, like speakers from the, the car stereos place across Did, the street. Did you get bit by a dog there? Somebody got bit. Was it you? Someone got bit by so a dog. Someone got bit on the hand. Yeah. Like, here, once you, you know, like, it tastes, it tastes like mustard or something. It was you. And you were like, like, whose dog is this? Whose dog is this? Like, that dog's what? an asshole. Are you kidding? This dog's just wandering <laughs> the street. There was more than one dog in the place. There, there was, there was like, you know, there was one guy with a mohawk and a mustache on with a denim tuxedo, right? Later hosen. Like, the same person? A mustache yeah. and a mohawk? Like, like, you know, there's a That's couple That's a great look. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I hope that a, comes it's, back. It's I called a Momo. I saw a picture of Chad the other day. It had the, the other next best thing was him with a mohawk with braces. So oh, some, yeah. Some things just don't go together that well, but like a mustache <laughs> and a mohawk. She's like, only in Austria in the early 90s. <laughs> uh, you just I, I mean I played so many squats in the early 90s that were like you know the four dudes and more dogs than people and the dogs are running on stage while you're playing and you're just like isn't this hurting the dog's yeah. ears uh, uh, you people are just stupid fucking... Americans who care about the most trivial of things yeah yeah <laughs> we need to we need to put the barbed wire up to keep the Nazis out <laughs> okay dude whatever cool they're gonna they're gonna fucking come at why, why are the Nazis gonna come and fuck with you like don't they have jobs and shit? They're just oh, wait, no. building the walls to keep the Juden in, actually. <laughs> <laughs> das Juden. Are you Das Juden? So, anyway, Serge. <laughs> Serge, Sean, help. Which one? Come on. Uh, Best show you ever like, played. I don't really... Huh? Do you have like he, a... See, Jason couldn't give you an answer to your question. He gave you like a, a mediocre, shitty show. As it's like, when something's really okay. good, you don't well, really remember... Well, he said it was character it. building. Yeah. That's yeah. how he prefaced. Yeah, but wasn't the question best show? Best show, like you're on stage, well, like Jason fucking some festival. The question to make it more interesting. No, no, I'm, no, no, I'm not. I'm just saying. Helping already out. You're opening you for Green Day ones. from Japan. You, I don't fucking know. You don't. You don't. You remember the bad. ones. You guys ones. can't be that fucking cynical. You're not that cynical. I know you're. It's not. not cynicism. It's just that you remember the bad ones. 
Of and, course, and yeah. the good ones you sort of forget about because there's been so many great ones. Have you seen Samoyan before? Yeah, a few it's times. It's all awesome. Yeah, I think the best <laughs> one was the last time we played here. Oh, Ooh. dude, and, and, and applause to Sam I Am. Applause <laughs> to Sam I Am. Uh, so the story goes that um, Hurricane Sandy hit, and, uh, oh, and right. these guys got, like, the last fucking plane that managed to land and uh, before everything was canceled, and they showed up, and they fucking played a great show to the people who managed to come here, and it was, uh, and they took less money, and I believe, than was promised. Which we I, drank more. But you drank more, and then you broke a window down the block. But that's okay. So it evened out. But but uh, it was a uh, it was a kudos moment to Sam Am for being fucking real punk rock fucking good dudes. So, Would know. we be characterized as troopers? Yes. What story were you going to tell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this the, yeah. The, um, well, my version of it was uh, I don't remember much, but uh, I'm just rolling around like the Statue of Liberty on the floor because I'd forgotten about the whole microphone in the face part <laughs> holding the mic out oh there's some the great pictures of that <laughs> there's some absolute amazing pictures from that night but you do, i'm just looking at it going oh my god he's, he probably doesn't remember being on stage we put up a bunch of pictures i should have i should have blown up no yay thank you slayer yeah. and then we had to sit through fucking anthrax for one song before we left because <laughs> play, slayer played before anthrax well it was a rotating headlining yeah. oh, thing gotcha. so like every night they switched right like it was, oh, um, yeah. and, yeah. we, and we, it was at cow palace and i was like We'll go at nine. You know, the show starts at eight. Whatever, we'll be fine. Well, Slayer's probably not going to play till like eleven, right? They're party fucking animals. We were so <laughs> bummed because like we're not exactly the biggest yeah. anth- not to be mean to Anthrax and they don't care, but uh, we, we love Slayer, love Slayer, and yeah. not really giant Anthrax fans. <laughs> Wait, but that, there, there was a Joe Jackson yeah, song. The time you know, was that? The time was that John Bush singing? Uh, when, you, what, I, we, no, no, that's. I assume that's still what Joe. We didn't stay long enough to actually focus on who was on stage. Actually, we were like, did you go to the bar? That's what you should have done. Was that? Did you just go to the bar? No, we left the cow You just house. left. You just out. We, we just went left, back yeah. to the mission and got a burrito. We went to the Fulton <laughs> Street Fair and had gay sex and it was for slaves. Wait, better than that was that, I mean, you wrote for the, the Guardian, but when you, when you wrote for the porno mag, uh, reviewing uh, oh, yeah. porno vids, as, as, as your pen named it, David Sandwich. Yes. <laughs> I did that. I'm proud of it. That's what, what what's great it's a great Thanks thing. For any, uh, <laughs> any 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 standout memories from that time of writing porno reviews? Any any ones? Any big ones? It was yeah, fun. really good words for for dicks and, and, and vaginas. It was it was really fun. It's fun to do for sure. But uh, after about six months, I ran out of metaphors like <laughs> their balloon tie ass and the football <laughs> penis, whatever. Just like. Uh, <laughs> Do you think they still <laughs> does that does that does that uh, does that industry still exist where people write Reviewing? reviews for porn or is no, it just no, like comments not, I don't comment section? Yeah, yeah, probably a lower demand. Yeah, that's so that's such a weird when I thing. Moved, when I moved to LA, I made friends. Remember Buddyhead? Yeah, of course. I made friends with Travis uh-huh. uh, and the guy he did Buddyhead with. I forget what his name is, but he was uh, Aaron? the singer of uh, yeah Aaron, you, you singer or maybe the guitar player of Icarus Line. Yeah, and I, my brother was at he, the and later in Nine Inch Nails. Yes. Yeah. My brother was at a party. I met Aaron, and somewhere, somehow, he found out that Sean wrote uh, porn reviews, but he got it wrong. Like, he played a game telephone about the guy from Sam I Am, and he was telling my brother that, oh, yeah, your brother's in Sam I Am, Sergi? He, he's a porn actor, or whatever. <laughs> and my brother was like, no. He's my twin twin brother and did I that, think I'd know about that did that get around that, that, he, that rumor I, th- I don't know if he wrote it in Buddy Head but he was like like arguing with my brother and he's like that's not true I think you're confusing the 
other guitar player writes porn reviews or whatever. And then <laughs> I like the thought that people think that I'm a porn guy. Yeah, that kind of He should have rolled with that. That kind of That rolls. was a chance, man. Yeah. And you were a bottom, actually. He is hung like a sock puppet. So. <laughs> you could have stolen all the, the guys sock, from the Creed's Girls if they only knew that. Your pinky. <laughs> yes, sock puppet pee-pee. A, a, a knee sock with an orange stuck in it. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have some intimate moments. On I miss you guys. <laughs> <It's fun>. <laughs> <laughs> I so, miss your crusty socks. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, so. Is that it? How long have these things gone for, man? We don't know. As much shit as you want to say, man. I don't fucking care. <clears throat> you know? you want to oh, I told you I would, I would tell you about, um, not last time, but the time before last, we went to Berlin, and a kid ran up. I was, I was holding a piece of pizza and we're walking down the street talking and this kid comes out of a cafe and just does a fucking roundhouse kick right into Sergi's chest. <laughs> and he was like, what the fuck is going on? And Sergi's like, what is your problem, man? The kid's I know, like, I didn't. And he knocked the wind out of me. I was on the ground. Oh, yeah. yeah going, so, I would imagine. And then this other guy comes out and he's like, he's drunk, sorry. I'm like, fuck you. And we, like, I threw my pizza <laughs> at the kid and we start walking away and then all these older guys come out of the cafe and start screaming at us and they're following us down the street. And we're like, fuck you, you fucking dicks, you know? And then more of them come out. It became sort of like a, a race thing because they were Turkish well, we were and we were... too cool to run. And I start hucking bottles at them and stuff. Oh, Jesus. And then they all come running after us and then this one big dude just comes up and looks at me sideways and goes, pow, and just fucking knocks me out. And I'm laying in the gutter, I guess, uh, unconscious. And the, I guess they start beating up Sergi too. And somebody calls, you know, the neighborhood calls the, the, the police, an ambulance, whatever. And I don't remember any of this, but I, I remember waking up walking back to the bar we were going to hang out. A- asking us, he goes, how was the show tonight? And we go, <laughs> we go, we go, we go, we didn't, we didn't play Jason, we played tomorrow. Okay, but how was the show? And we go, we didn't play tonight. And he goes, oh. And he goes, there like, there a lot let's of get him back to the hotel so we can have a few drinks and, and then so, you know. Wow, that sucks. The, the, the way it dispersed, like I, I actually like, he got knocked out, Jason got knocked out, but I, was sort of pinned between a parked car and the curb and the ground and just covered up. And I, I remember even saying to myself, really kind of calmly, like, okay, here it goes. Like, here it goes. Like, just block no, your face. I'm probably yeah. going to wake up in a hospital. And there's like two or three people kicking me. But uh, I don't know if they're wimpy or I'm, just, I'm made <laughs> out of, of steel. It, You're tough, dude. It didn't really hurt. Like, but uh, basically, I, I was blocking it and I was positioned I was going to kick, but I was like, oh, I can take this. Like, this right. I look over and Jason has this giant grin on his smile. <laughs> I see this grin a lot because he can sleep in planes, he can sleep anywhere, and I get jealous because I, I can't sleep when in like in a bus or something like that. And he's on his back with a smile on his face, <laughs> snoring. Right, the same exact thing as that, except he was in, on the on the ground, uh, snoring. And somebody like bystander misspoke in English and said he's not breathing, but really. They were commenting on the fact that he was snoring because he was like, "At <laughs> <laughs> once, someone said he's not breathing. Everyone dispersed, and then the cops came and the ambulance came or whatever." So it actually saved you guys and helped you guys. I mean, he was bloody. I have a picture of it. He's bloody. He's big, giant, swollen eye and everything. They like that guy. Like just went ching, 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 and he was like a forty-five-year-old man. The other people were kids. Yeah. But the guy that just went straight up into. Uh, they were like throwing uh, cobblestones at us, and they weren't 
uh, like Major League Baseball players they were just some like kids in Germany so they were missing us by miles <laughs> but going into the street and there's cars passing by they could have fucking hucked a it was kind of crazy. When in Germany, start a rock throwing contest with Turkish guys. They can't hit you. <laughs> That's the takeaway. Remember, you're American. You can hit. There them. are more soccer fans over there. <laughs> yeah. So the the what well, was funny is you're saying he's really bloody because remember what, on that we all went back to the bus, and Jason was nowhere to be found, and you guys don't even remember this story, do you? I got no, beat I have up no again. idea what you're getting at. At all? What happened? Yeah, he got like, mugged. Yeah, he got he got beat up. They like on the side of the. It's just like on the sidewalk, and he came back to the bus and he's fucking bloody all over. And we actually went out looking for the person who did it. Like, I, Sean's like, I was asleep in the bunk. I didn't know <laughs> what the fuck you're talking about. I don't remember that, but I'll, that's, I'll, 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 that's I'll, unfortunate. Highly probable. Yeah, I, I won't tell the story behind it. At least the story you told that night. But yeah, you were like, you, you were all fucking fucked up. Oh, wow. I don't know I if you were trying to that. buy drugs or... Uh, yeah, probably had some, some substances involved, I imagine. Yeah, well, yeah, we were all pretty fucked up. But, yeah, I mean, 